Did you guys see this very important movie, Sound of Freedom? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh did we ever see Sound of Freedom? I think we were like in attendance at the <laughs> at the We just talked screen. about Caviezel too in a completely different context. It was very random. I had no idea his movie was coming yeah. out too. We did a yeah, Carl we Franklin podcast or like well not po- like we did a director's uh, the director pod is that what i always forget the title of <laughs> the director's club the director's club yeah we were just on it talking about carl franklin and he's talking in high crimes. high crimes yeah 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 and we're just like yeah, yeah carl, jim caviezel not good all right let's move on carl franklin is coming on the b-side on thursday holy shit talk about uh they're putting um no, well, we'll t- yeah, we'll talk. To We're him gonna about ask that. him about but, it, but yeah. But he's ta- he's a promoting, and he's a director, so he can do it. Obviously, um, he's promoting um, at close range. The- no, my God, not actually. Yeah, one false, one move. false move. The criterion one of one false move is coming on Criterion. Yeah, uh, one false move. Listen to our podcast. I'm sure. No, I'm joking. No. Uh, but, like, but we, I was, I went hard for a double in a blue dress. Like that movie, yeah. really fucking hard. rules. It's great. Yeah, so we're going to talk to him about obviously not. I mean, we'll mention I'm sure plenty of stuff, but yeah, out of time would probably be a B side. He made a he made a movie adaptation of a famous book called Bless Me Ultima. Was like his last feature film. It's on mm-hmm. Hulu from like a decade ago. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the uh, the uh, Meryl Streep movie he made, One True Thing, with her. We, and we talked about that too. Yeah, I guess we'll also mention High Crimes. High Crimes kind of isn't a b-side it did okay i guess it's a b-side i mean but it's like caviezel's the bad guy and more it's like morgan freeman and ashley judd again mm-hmm. uh you know the, re, the yeah i didn't the like girls it. reunion it's it's like a pretty silly movie right the twist is pretty mm-hmm. bad and well it's just um, one of those things i don't mind bad twists i mind when they uproot the entire like yeah it's, well that's what i mean hours. it's like a little like you're like oh and then it ends right it's a little like yeah it's just like whoa so i just watch it again time. though let me see. Is it Freeman or? is excellent in it. He's I mean, like a drunk, right? He's a drunk. Yeah, and he's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Drunk lawyer. Charming drunk. Yeah. Classic drunk lawyer. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm sure yeah, he's, ver- he's verdicting in that. He's verdicting. Yeah, he's doing a verdict. And surprisingly, progressive politics. He did a verdict. That's what he did. Yeah, do you know how you just did. do a verdict? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, he's a good one. It'll be cool. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a cool. We're excited about that. That'd be good. Yeah, I did like a great. real breakdown of That's like awesome. the hist- like, historical context of Devil Mood Dress and how it connects to like a thousand different things in that time of history, like the GI Bill, redlining, yep. mm. um, post-World War II employment, the a Great Migration, how, yeah. you know, it was just like all these different things. I did this for a history project. That's cool. Um, and it, it was, oh, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. I connected it with mm. um, the Gordon Parks movie, The Learning Tree. Sure. um and i did like this yeah like it, it just kind of made and i talked about it on like when we did the episode but i was just like i am obsessed with that movie it's like one of yeah. my favorite yeah. movies ever denzel movie. is my favorite actor of all time so i'm just like that's so cool that you're gonna uh talk to him though that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah it'll be great. yeah it'll yeah. be he's an interesting guy he's an actor for like 20 years yeah. before he directed his first movie yeah, yeah. it's like interesting yep. He's been, he's done a, a bit of everything, producing, writing. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of. And now um, he like it's mostly he's a TV guy. I mean, now for yeah. like the last 15 years, basically, he's like a TV guy. Mm-hmm. Um we we discuss um briefly, I think, uh The Outsider. Or did he direct yeah. um Yeah, the, yeah. He directed yeah. like two episodes yeah. of the Stephen King. Yeah. Every, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ben Mendelssohn. Um, yeah, me and my me and my wife yeah. lo- really like that show. 
Yeah, um, yeah. That I was, mean, that it's was, Ben Mendelsohn being good. hot. Why wouldn't you like Cynthia it? Cynthia Revo, fresh off of Widows. Revo, right off of the yeah. Bill Camp. Bill yeah, Camp. Who, who doesn't Big love Camp? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, like, should we mention like uh, Star F- Sound of Freedom? Bill Camp. I mean, that that was. Oh big. right, he's in, right. He's in Excel- yeah. Excellent. Mir- 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 uh, too, you know. I think I stood up in a Kurt Fuller, one of my favorite characters. It was a great Kurt movie Fuller. and a great performance. Um, what if I what? just that was my whole thing? I loved Sound of Freedom. Was, <laughs> you know what? Amen. It's America. Literally the me- least QAnon person I've ever met, Jack Draper. Like I would truly just never ever I could even imagine like any kind of QAnon vibes from you. The the, the mask is off, and I'm just like that's I would be so much more. That's how I would be you. so much more likely to believe in QAnon than you were. It would be so crazy. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> it's like You're we such were a sweet mid- boy. It's- it's like we were miscast QAnon believers. If that were the case, it's like exiting got it all wrong. Like the, the wrong host was was in the sound of freedom. Okay. Hello and welcome to Exiting the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me is Claire Williams, ready to. Stand up and give us a speech, because that's that's what a lot of this movie is. Yeah, go on, proceed. The, the floor is yours. Do I have to get like a milk? Is it a milk carton? No, it's an apple mm-hmm. crate. What is it? Soap milk crate? Soapbox. 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 I know, but there's also yeah. another thing that they do. Like, isn't there well, another I'm just saying, thing? As the, as the phrasing goes. The, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a soapbox. How as big, you tend has, to has do. Has anyone actually seen a soapbox? Let's be honest here. Anyone? Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, like what are Where the are dimen- they? what are the dimensions, right? Exactly. I'm, I, I'm, my my I'm, guess is a solid like one and a half by three long by you know two high. When I was a young, I'm not like a I'm not like a you know I'm, I'm when like I, kind of a big boy. When I was a young production assistant, I did a lot of work in Red Hook, Brooklyn, which is like far deep East Brooklyn, and I worked for a producer who. Um, would get milk deliveries like you would actually get like specialty milk in like glass bottles wow. delivered so this would have been 20 what 2011 right and wait what 2011 yeah i'm just you know wow. it was how long ago it was i was working on sets right out of college right so it was 13 years ago and he would literally he was like a, you know he lived in brooklyn he had a little money he had like he had a a cab he like owned an old checker cab. you know like he had stuff like that and I, and whatever that service was i always remember he got it and i thought it was the funniest thing <laughs> like and about misremembering it it was like it, if it wasn't milk it was like specialty like seltzer in glass you know what i yeah. mean it was something yeah. where well, it was look like, if it was like if, an off it was like a rare kind of pellegrino really my, funny yeah. thing yeah if minority yeah, report yeah. is to be believed we're gonna have glass bottles of milk in the future that's true <laughs> yeah in 2054 yeah. they'll still be yeah. glass bottles of milk you guys we're getting yeah, closer. that's not that far away that's yeah. actually crazy yeah. i always forget yeah. i was yeah. i think from now on every future movie should be like like add a add a 100 in there okay at least right, whatever you a, think it, it is a century give it a century yeah, yeah. whatever is it too late for say, dune add to another like up the up the, the well dune is like isn't dune in like the 3000s dune is like far yeah, yeah. it's like tomorrow what are you talking about um <laughs> but um, i'm always on that spice yeah that's a good that's a good note 2054 the movie came out in 02 50 years not a lot of time 
It's not a lot. Of and yet, just, just I add did, another hundred. I did just rewatch the movie, and I will say, outside so of true like, life, though, yeah, outside of like magnetic highways, which feel utopian in a very mm-hmm. dystopian movie. I want it. Um, I want it so bad. Bro. Outside of that, there are a lot. There's a lot of shit in that movie that you're like, I don't well, know. I think some, every, some version of this thing exists. So. Every like mm-hmm. every futurist. I mean, most I think futurist scientists. I believe this is like basically true. Have said that is the most accurate like forward-looking sci-fi film that's ever been put to, to celluloid because it's like the touch screen the eye yeah the eye yeah identifier exactly thing. we have that i think there's a fa- there's a facetime moment now, in the elevator right, right. Yeah. there's like a lot of stuff you could point yeah. to like even the crime yeah. stuff like that's all re- i mean that, that there's a lot of you know obviously there's not pre you know precognitives but there's like a lot of like stuff that's yeah. very close. that we oh, know and then, of yeah, and then there's Connor, there's you, the moment when like john is going through that um subway station like looking for an umbrella and aren't there like the changing billboards yeah that's what i'm saying there's like like, like, target target to like a million target target advertising yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really like not scott frank man scott philip k dick and scott frank wrote it yeah um it's one of the but um Yeah, and no, like the first movie I think of when you start talking about Mike Lee's Peterloo is Steven Spielberg's <laughs> Minority Report. They're one in the same. It's like I mean, look, it's like you like could, some mad genius could movies. find a way to double bill right, them in a way right. that makes sense. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Mike Lee and Mike Lee is calling Logan is Kenny now. He'll pretty, figure it out. Pretty uh distanced from from Spielberg, but it's like there's gotta be some similarity oh yeah um, you mean like the yeah, yeah as filmmakers as filmmakers yeah yeah, 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 yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god yeah. incredibly yeah. so no yeah. geographical distance also 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 yes a, also geographical. A, a clean 10 hour plus flight but, mm-hmm. you know if you have mike wanda to get a drink with steve yeah. i wonder um, where steve spends his weekends although like, this, movie, this movie <laughs> does have <laughs> some of dick pope's work in this movie mm. does kind of have like a Janusz Kaminski thing going on with yeah. like in the interiors, you don't think with like no, because the, way the washed I, well, out windows and that type of stuff. Well, I will say, I mean, now they're on this topic. I was going to bring this up later because I do agree with you. And if there's a movie that we've covered that reminded me a lot of this one, it's Lincoln. Sure. In the sure. way okay. Okay. that it's sort of like pieces together. I, only... It's historical moment it's yeah. leading to like a famous occasion that we my, all yeah. know of and like it's, sure. it doesn't really have like a main character i mean lincoln's my but you know it's like my my pushback of the dick pope janish thing is that like janush like it's and i don't this is not a critique because i love mm-hmm. a lot i love a lot of what janush does with spielberg obviously but a lot of what you get in that aesthetic is like purposely forced right it's like Sure. You know, like if you think about something a Minority Report, for example, right? But like even like, okay, fine, Lincoln. Like Lincoln is insanely lit, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, they're in these like damp, dark rooms as as, as they were in, you know, if you read something like uh, Team of Rivals or whatever, right? But like, you know, he's blasting HMIs through the thing. So it's like, it's so deliberately in your face, so deliberately noticeable. Whereas, Whereas this like, feels maybe just exposed a certain way. Exactly. But, like yeah, Dick Pope's whole yeah. thing. I mean, and this is the thing, I mean, we'll get into it with Mike Lee is like, sorry, we pronounce it's Dick Poop, by the way. Dick Poop. Right, yeah. right. I thought um, I, that joke was coming. That was. Now, can I was, ask quickly, who was um, the person who said it? Was it like Tiffany Haddish or something? Wasn't uh, it like standby? I'll Dick look Poop it up. Was, yeah, look it up. Was it's it, somebody like a comedian. Seth MacFarlane? No, no, because no. it was okay. it was it was accidental. Person, it wasn't it was the person uh, yeah. annou- it was the person announcing the nominees. Right. I can't believe that. 
I have dyslexia. I'm never it, confusing Pope with poop. I'm I'm no, sorry. No, but it's like if you're reading a million names, you're just zipping past yeah. it. Dick poop. Yeah. And we're and we're and we're on to the next, right? Like yeah. And also, like the other thing to remember with stuff like that is like that person just doesn't know who Dick Pope is. Yep. Right. So it's like you're just kind of in the zone of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I don't know the cinematographer, Dick Poop. Let's move on. Yeah, let's um, move on. yeah. What I was gonna say was um uh the other thing with Mike Lee that's so fascinating, right? And there's plenty, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot I'm of sure. it. Yeah. He doesn't, um, you know, a lot of what he does, and this is actually, I will say, a similarity to Spielberg. Actually, now that we're bringing it up, so maybe I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna argue against myself here. They they don't really they don't board a lot of stuff out. Like when Lee gets to set, he doesn't have a traditional shot list. He like him and Dick Pope like confer. They walk the set that's already dressed as much as it can be. And they like talk through the day and then, and then Spielberg does this too. So that's actually interesting because like, it's impossible to do. Like, let me just say, like Mm -hmm. as someone who vaguely works in the world, like that's like genius level stuff. Like if you ever watch like behind the scenes of like Spielberg or Lee, like doing that, like to just show up to a set and be like, all right, what are we going to do today? All right. Like maybe we'll start on a 35. We'll start here. Okay. Dick, like, what do you think? Okay. Room extra light here. And then it's like, and then you're filming it 30 minutes later and it works. And it's like as good as a Mike Lee film or Spielberg film is like, I mean, it, it is incredible. So that's by the way, it's definitely. kind of worse than everything that we had mentioned. It was Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who was the president of the Academy. Oh, <laughs> Cheryl. So, like, so really the absolute oh, no, worst Cheryl. possible person to say okay. the name wrong. Wow. Uh, this wasn't okay. some comedian they got last No, time. right, right. And it wasn't just yeah. somebody who just maybe didn't know who he was and read How, the me, how mean have fast. I been being to Tiffany Haddish? Just yeah, right. Was, we're sorry, right. Tiffany. It's Tiffany. Well, yeah. to be fair, I, think, I think Tiffany did, did present one of the years, like, following. No, I, she did, like, to announce the nominations. Let's and also, say she's she bad did. news. Let's say she did. She's a very outspoken uh, person. Yeah. Currently starring in... Uh, What's the Disney movie that's coming out? She's in a she's in a Disney Haunted movie. Mansion. Haunted Mansion. She's in. Oh, she, right, her right, and her right. and Lakeith yeah. and uh, Danny DeVito. And Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Right. We've Just all been waiting. Three. Look, look, we've all been we've waiting. All been waiting. We've all we've been, been waiting. For the we've been patiently waiting. Big three. Yeah, I know. Ever since <laughs> Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, boom. Ever yeah. since. Yeah. Oh three, we've been waiting. I know, the, I know. The All one. these people going to Barbenheimer this weekend. I mean, they don't know. They're uh, not plenty ready. of they have no idea. Plenty they don't know what's coming. Wide open for Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Dead Reckoning plenty Part of, Who? I know exactly. Yeah. Who cares, dude? The mansion's one coming. Ticket, the, yep. Why is the mansion haunted? Guess we'll find out. Lakeith's Lakeith's gonna find out. That's for Lakeith's sure. He's on it, man. He's on it. I believe Owen Wilson's also in that picture. Yeah, believe Owen Wilson's in the picture. You could tell Ooh. me anyone's in yeah. that picture, and I'd be like, Yeah, yeah. sure. He's in yeah, it. I'm in true. it. Yeah, funny, right. funny enough, I'm in right. it. Actually, I, you get it. You get. You're like, yeah. I'm in. You're reading a review. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Man. Yeah. They scanned <laughs> so me, man. That's how they get you. They my scanned re- me. My performance was acclaimed and. <laughs> The but, New York no, Times was, says I'm a scene stealer. In I'm a <laughs> Me and Danny DeVito have good chemistry. It's, it's one of his best roles in years. You would have good chemistry with Danny DeVito, but only you if he was wearing glasses as well. Chem- you would have great yeah. chemistry with Danny. Yeah. Thank you. That's 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 a high compliment. But I it, but that what you're saying about the scene environment. Yeah. Uh, and what and like Spielberg and Mike Lee's approaches that does remind me of 
one behind the scenes featurette where he talks about blocking the 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 scene in secrets and lies where i get well do i you know it's like towards the end when something yeah, is the, revealed the party. yeah the party, the party where everything happens yeah. um yeah and it's, it's when timothy spall says secrets and lies we're all in pain why can't we share our pain yeah, uh, yeah it's great. just the Amazing way that everything yeah. it's one of the best movies ever and you know why why can't mo- it's like it's so special to see someone approach approach it that delicately and yeah i've just never seen it i've never seen anything like that well look um, i mean but, mike lee's one of if not our greatest living film yeah. like in my opinion he's I, I you'd be hard pressed to get me to name five filmmakers who are alive yeah or as good as him right so mm-hmm. and it's exactly that reason that you just and as consistent well that too but yeah. but yeah. but what you just said is and I, me and Connor were talking about this a couple of days ago like and look and this this is a name i know we don't like to say but but you know uh, when you talk about blocking and shooting in masters like woody allen also is a master of this right like mm-hmm. you you it's amazing that you can do that like that mm-hmm. you can that you can build a scene and sit on a lens and just action can play out and it feels like 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 immediate and right. tense yeah. i mean and it's it takes, so it deceiving. takes a trimming it yeah, takes a tremendous confidence in your performers too. And I think mm-hmm. part of that also goes to like Mike Lee's way of working, right? And yeah. the way he involves well, actors. Look, like look, Tarantino has some of this the too. It's not, of everything. Yeah, it's not like it's like it's not like it's two people, but my point is like it's it is a rarity. Yeah. Like when people talk about, oh, things are over a cut, it's like, yeah, because it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's hard to to make movies. Yeah. Like, and when you and when there's filmmakers like this, like Mike Lee, who like can just know where the camera should be it's it's really like i don't honestly i've been doing this for a long time and i don't really understand it like it's it's really like for me a few years ago when he became an all-time favorite and i was addicted to his directing style i it made me love movies again like i've never seen something create a performance out of rehearsal and out of uh trust like that and just to see um people like leslie manville talk about him was so so cool um a few years ago connor o'donnell and dan micah are here today that was the b-side hello um hello this is episode two of double date month and before we now we're, we're i think we're gonna put a, put a pin in peterloo and okay. interrogate you guys for a couple minutes okay mm. Um, Give us the fucking truth, we, though. Don't don't bullshit us. Yes. Don't bullshit us. Okay. I will figure Where it out. you guys? I am the human lie detector. God damn it. September eleventh. No. Um. But <laughs> September eleventh. Jim class. Yeah. Right. Is it, he just skips over January sixth. The easy one. <laughs> just... Yeah. I, know, but I go for the little hanging fruit. Right. Uh, um. But you know, I mean, Clay has. Wait. We we just. Uh, since this is the month that we decided to have two past guests brought together, um, we want to have know, a like, special connection some... to one another, whether they be childhood sure. friends, host a podcast together, or just genuine buds. Uh, yep. We would like to know. I'm cutting that. that can... No, no, you better not. Go ahead, I will find you. Thank you so much. Um, what 
are your two's origin story? The really oh, how, 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 how do we how do we how do we met? How movies connect uh, you both? What what's your relationship like? I think Go the ahead, sh- the short answer is film school, right? Yep. Uh, Dan was a year ahead of me. Yep. Um, and but we both our film school was structured in a way that like sometimes you didn't take some of like the one hundred ones until your sophomore year or whatever right and so dan and i were in the same along with the film stages jordan route we're all in the same like you know intro to film 101 or whatever class um and was that class you know what's i liked it and i I loved college pretty pretty pretty, on, on this a little bit pretty rudimentary in retrospect but there are movies that i watched in that class that changed my life and i've never mm-hmm. forgotten uh yeah so, like so, some of them that now are very like film schooly movies and people like most people would probably have the same story about them but like doesn't matter um yeah. but anyway sometimes the movie just has to hit you at that age and you're just like yeah it's the right time to watch it. i remember yeah, yeah. i remember distinctly uh we kind of just knew each other through that class very vaguely, like weren't really friends. And then it was in like the second half of that semester, I think must've been whatever, like nearing, uh, it was like after spring break or whatever. But I remember the trailer for kingdom of the crystal skull had dropped, or maybe it was either the, it was like the trailer or like the title or whatever had dropped. And I remember Dan came to class, like mentioning it to Jordan and Jordan was kind of like, yeah, it's like a whatever title. And Dan being like, nah, you're wrong. It's a cool title. And I remember <laughs> yeah, in my, I remember in Still my is. head, I remember in my head being like, I, hey, well, I, it's I, no I, dial of destiny. I just was like, I get this guy. You're like, I point. get this guy and this Jordan guy. He fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. and, then and, I, then, I, and then the joke yeah. was the joke we always tell is, you know, me and Jordan live together in an apartment on campus and we would have parties, not like whatever crazy party, but, you know, people would come over and it was just an easy, it was an easy location. And like one night we just invited Connor and then he kind of never left. Like he like came to the party. You said to Jordan, no, he liked Crystal Skull. We got it. He likes the title. He likes the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it. he like came over, we, cool. you know, we had a good night. Uh, everybody got good and drunk. We woke, you know, Connor woke up on the couch the next morning and then it was just like we were friends and then it was like just we were friends you know we made movies together in college and then we graduated and we both were from similar places north of new york city and then it was like hey we're both gonna try to get on sets and like you know and yeah. i had a couple of like like i interned at a production company that connor ended up interning at and then like you know, it would be like, oh, I'm working on a movie. They need another driver. Oh, I'm working on a whatever. And then we just yeah. stayed in touch. And then, you Where did know, you guys go to college again? Uh, SUNY Buffalo, University of okay. Buffalo. Yeah. So a good time up there. And uh, yeah, I loved it. Like me and Connor sometimes will debate like how necessary is film school. And I know it's a, it's a good question. It's worth asking. And uh, I'm always very like, I it was important to me. And I think I learned a lot, but um, certainly there's an argument to be made to like, if you're just on sets instead of that, is that more beneficial? Maybe, you know, I don't know. You know, my experience was I learned so much in those four years. It's like, it's hard for me to parse like not doing that because I did learn so much where I feel like Connor, you feel like if you had just been like 
I kind of yeah. I kind of wish I had like you also knew more than me like earlier. Maybe I I think part of it is in retrospect. I wish I had gone to college for like something else, and then also just simultaneously like sure started paing or whatever. You you did also say rudimentary earlier, and I feel like I you you were coming in with some expertise, especially for using that (laughs) big board. Connor's smart. I understand. Connor's freaking smart. But you know, I wouldn't change anything for the world. I met my best friend and my wife at SUNY Buffalo. That's true, Brittany. Yeah, and then um, and then um. Yeah, and then me and Jordan started the film stage like at, at Buffalo, right? So yeah, I mean that also happened like right that right oh nine that it was all right at the same time yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Connor's always written for it, and then you know so so family affair man. Sorry. When did the podcast happen? We germinated like the idea of it twenty eighteen right. Yeah, 2017, 2018, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu was the first. Yeah, that's right. Well, that was like one of the first we recorded, but also like the Dan's kind of germination of the idea because he was Mm -hmm. like, you know, in between Keanu's Matrix movies, he made a whole slew of like different movies, and there are tons of movie stars that have done exactly yeah. that and no one really talks mm-hmm. about it and we were yeah it's like, literally i mean we, we could talk, we talk about, about it. it it's the five movies he made between matrix yeah. matrix reloaded right that that it's just yeah. a weird it's, it's an insane five, yeah right yeah. it's just crazy sweet yeah. november the watcher the replacements yeah. um the gift hardball yeah. and the gift yeah. the gift yeah. there yeah. you go yeah. those are the five and it's just insane like those yeah it's crazy know, it's like the gamut of genres in five movies yeah, yeah um i i remember you guys mentioning that was the first one and like that that idea really is like the textbook definition of what you guys will then later examine with so many other actors and i i listened to that one on my way home from matrix resurrections and it's just like just sort of like oh what a that's funny like we went from here to here to here and then <laughs> back again yeah 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 yeah. right <laughs> and then back yeah and then we're full circle man i love resurrections I yeah that was great that. you guys oh, remember that one great movie yeah. great movie, great, I, great movie. Love it. I think yeah. i connor didn't me and you do the film state show podcast for that we right? did because they had yeah bowed, they had right. bowed out of that one and dan and i were like nah it rules let's talk about it so mm-hmm. Right, that's where, right. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. yeah, that was a good one. That was the one. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you guys find that your taste is always similar? Or? I think our tastes are probably too similar, and right? It, what do you think? Huh? Similar, similar enough that I think we have a really good barometer on what the other one is gonna like. Mm. You know, like. Well, yeah, sense, like there's know? things. Like, well, so like we have the joke, right? The Mecca Core joke on our podcast of the things that I like that are kind of like. Maybe like a little treacly, um, bad right, movies. right down the yes. middle drama. Yeah, some are bad. I you obviously would defend all of them, obviously. And um, <laughs> but like that's very much my speed. A lot of the time, I'm not mm-hmm. a big horror movie fan. I just get scared of a lot of stuff because I'm a little baby. And like you, Connor, you like a, you like horror a lot more than me, right? Right, right, right. And like. Like old movies, I feel like we both love, but I feel like I would sooner watch like an american in paris and you would sooner watch the wolfman right like you know like stuff like that you know like but but i think with new movies i feel like we often agree right yeah it's i mean we're yeah we're basically on the same page hive minds yeah just about just about everything um to the to the degree where when we disagree on things it it's sometimes shocking like i'm just kind of like oh Wow. A little bit. Like, do you guys agree on movies? No. I yes. think I think so. 
we agree on movies. We have different preferences, is how I would phrase, yeah. phrase it. Right, but you like, tend to feel like yeah. like the same things though. Wait, we don't argue like well, when sure. one person. Right. Yeah, no, because I'm like, right. Yeah. No, it would be silly. Why would, <laughs> why would, you, would you argue? Ah, Clay, yeah, right. Right. Exactly. why would I waste my yeah. time? Yeah. 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 yeah, I know. I've learned to. But Connor's right. That's he's similar. Connor's always right. Yeah, yeah, right. Just have we just have very different viewing habits in general. So sometimes we a lot of times we just don't watch the same movies. Sure. I, I also think we prioritize things at different times. Absolutely. And it's, and it's like, then we don't have the chance to immediately be like, oh, did you, what did you think of X, Y, and Z? Or, um, sure. like, you still haven't seen the latest, like, Magic Mike, for example, I think. And, Which is crazy. Um, I just, I, I, nor, I only nor, bring that up. Nor have I, nor have I. Actually. Yeah, but the sequel is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, in yeah, I guess. To, oh, wait, hang on, Jack. Did you, did you like it? I did like it a lot. Yeah, so yeah. did I. Yeah. But, um, but that's not, but that's, I feel like, minority opinion, I feel. Yes, my, no, we're, we're on this little Brittany, island. You mean Brittany Mitchell did Lopre. not like yeah. it. I was, yeah, so I was, Brittany didn't like it. Kelly, Kelly, like, my wife Kelly liked mm-hmm. it less. Oh, it's not Clarkson. Well, Kelly Clarkson loved it, so let's just Okay, say that's it. what I thought. That's what <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's divide. Let's, let's say that, but my wife Kelly did. Has Julie seen it? Julie Mecca seen it? Ooh, I don't. That's yeah. a good question. I don't think so. That's a good question. Okay. I should ask. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it's been a busy year for the Mecca clan, but um, but Kelly did not like it as much as me. I think she definitely got wore thin of like, without spoiling anything, just the like the family focused stuff. I think she at a certain point was like, yeah. this isn't why I came, you know, this right, isn't why, yeah. you know, right. which I get, which right. I, get. Yeah. This which is, is, I, I feel like it's out. why most, I think it's why most people love se- and like love the, the second one. Yes, right. Cause yes, the yes, second yes, one is like, yeah, this like is that, why you're here. It's just a whole movie. Yeah. A whole movie of why you're here. Exactly. Yeah, the fat, the fat's turn, like the fat's. Well, it reminds me of like, and this is going to sound bizarre, but it reminds me of um, what Spielberg and Lucas had in mind when they made Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like, what if we made a movie without all the boring, without all the boring parts? Yeah. Um, mm. And so like Magic Mike XXL is just like, to me, it also, it, it came out the same year as Mad Max. I think I already said this, but it's just like, what if we made the ultimate yeah. Mad Max movie? Like the ultimate one, everything yeah. you love, just a two hour car chase. And what if we made Magic Mike a two-hour strip show, and yeah. we're all and everyone's like, "Yes, cool." Yeah. And both of Thank them so are much. interesting cases in like how to do that thing well because there are Absolutely. plenty there are plenty of genre movies that take on that mentality that mm-hmm. have a much harder time with that. Yeah, right. like well, or don't have I, a soul, right? Yeah, sure. And I think when Soderbergh just defined it, I think around the time when it was coming out if not a little later after i'd seen it um as an like a 50s uh vincent minnelli musical like sort of like structured as if it's just like we're gonna get the show together someone's brought in from the outside uh sort of like a rich upper class family has the money to financially support it it's like yeah then it, the pieces start to click together for it is yeah like, you're i know about, you're, you're talking about now. three you're talking yeah 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 yeah, yeah it is yeah. like an american empire i mean yeah, 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 yeah. I but heard, it is like yeah. that it's, it's funny it's an, hey listen it's an american in london <laughs> yeah it is but it, yeah it's similar and anyway, we're saying comps no 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 i was just gonna say a lot of comparisons i had heard weren't even minnelli but a lot of I'd, I'd seen a lot of people say it felt like an ernst lubitsch movie yes um, yes that's yeah 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 i sure um, 
not which as, that to yeah, me and it, just saying that in a broad sense feels like a very high compliment yeah um, no definitely even the way might... that the hayek tatum relationship is going you can see that in a lubitsch uh film but I'll, i also just bring up last dance because that comes to mind for me where it's like i i've seen it and you haven't i know you eventually will but i know like even if you don't love it i'm gonna be very curious what you think about it and even if there's something that's not last dance that i don't think you would go that i don't think you would always prioritize i will always be interested what you think about something that's sure. very sweet yeah very nice well said mm. oh i love you guys well said. <laughs> i love you too guys i love you guys too um, um speaking of guess, love yeah. yes how about our love for democracy huh <laughs> and voting rights and oh, or wow. and oration Good people give ear Since times are so hard My song to the poor It doth pay some regard For trade being dead I'm weaving out of force I hope in a few months It will make men's for all We are on the brink of liberty. We demand that our sufferings cease. Now is the time for action. Now! The corrupt order will come crashing down. How many people do you guys think that less or more people will listen to this than saw this movie in theaters? <laughs> Definitely more, uh, right? More, I, mean, I would hope. Wait, saw so. it in theaters, listen. right? Yes, more yes. will listen. Yes. 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 So this movie, Amazon, start to yeah. finish, which is fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. This is that funny pocket where Amazon was like, "Yeah, yeah." What do you want? Um, what do you want to do? You want to? <laughs> well, Lord of the Rings. What? Isn't it? No, but great. it's before. But that's my point, though. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like. No, but it. No, it's but like you're exactly right. It's like moment yeah. where they're like, Todd, like Todd Haynes, you want to make the most boring kind of water game? What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, Spike Lee yeah, here, man. Yeah, we got you, yeah. Jim Jarmusch. Shy Ryan, you sure. Make, yeah. You want it? You want yeah. it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Spike. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Jim Jarmusch. My God, right? Yeah. And so, like, it's a great moment. Let's just say that. Amazing. Sterile, because it does good. feel like Lynn Ramsey. Those, what do you want to make? You know, it, it, it does, yeah. you were it does really feel in. like all those dudes reaching in because, like, there's a sense of like, well, the purse strings aren't going to be open forever, but no, they open, knew, I mean, they, you know, but Mike they're open Lee, right now, and I'm going to fucking yeah, Mike, take Mike Lee. Like, and so, and so, you know, they yeah. give Mike Lee 18 million dollars, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a you know, pretty big budget for Mike Lee movie. Yep. A big budget for a Mike it, Lee, Lee movie and but feels like a very impressive modest yeah, budget he for makes, this for this movie. I feel like he makes really, very well use of the money. Yeah, it looks he, money's on the screen. Yeah. Kind yeah. of even more so. Like I would have if you made me guess, I would have guessed. Well, more. look, also and, not to and be And also it's it's funny because like I don't think that Mr. Turner was that much more like it was around the same uh the same uh like pocket of of a budget. 
um, and also just looks great. Like that same case. Yeah, you know? I think he. Well, hey, you Dick know, <laughs> I think you know Mike Lee obviously has made period stuff topsy turvy, right? Like mm-hmm. he's done it. Vera Drake as well. Vera Drake, right? Very small, but yes, a hundred percent. Yes, period, period, be great movie. Um, they're great all they're movie. all great, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Peter Lou is really his. I mean, I mean, there's I, I, no question his biggest movie, right? In terms yeah. of just you have battle scenes, yeah. like you have, right. you know, the yeah. the movie opens at the end of a battle scene, basically, and then, you know, obviously the Peter Peter Lou massacre that ends the film, you know, which is obviously the film was released on uh, the bicentennial year of yeah. the Peter Lou massacre mm-hmm. of uh, eighteen nineteen, right? So, you know, just an interesting. Just a, and look, the reason he even made it, aside from it being the 200 year anniversary, but like, like he said, they don't teach it in Britain. You know, it's a travesty, right? right? He's like, it's not in history books, right? And so, like, he felt like you know a civic need, you know, along with an interest to like get it out there, right? Which I is was like, how many Americans? I was. I didn't know about aware. it. No, I knew. Yeah. I only knew of it as like <laughs> I'm going to totally diminish it, but this is what it was in my brain. I like my impression of it was like, yeah, like what some people got arrested kind of thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, like I, no, legit. Like, I just mm-hmm. that was my impression of it, it was just right, kind of right. like a you sort yeah, of like there's I a think, civil dispute. And, yes, well, and exa- I think they, exactly. So, yeah. so it's you know, look, there's a million things in this movie, right? But like, you know, look, one of the the best, I mean, one of the most interesting things about it is like the branding of politics, right? Because like the yeah. name Peter Lou is a brand, right? It's, right? it's 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 the it's the media being like you know you know how waterloo yeah. happened four years ago and it ended the napoleonic wars and the english won. it was a huge victory but it caused it's like how we put gate this, after everything now well exactly like, it, ca- yeah. it caused you know for those who don't know the napoleonic wars ended in 1815 when napoleon was defeated at the battle of waterloo very famous Loser. when joaquin Loser. phoenix was defeated and what happened was when joaquin was defeated exactly <laughs> and then what happened was French with the war ending there was a dip in the economy right and a double um, dip the don't do that bad the, don't uh, especially for the economy bad. uh the corn tax they did not lower right so you had this moment where like the farmers and not even the farmers but like the peasants right because the farmers back then had more money right they couldn't afford shit and then nobody was bringing anything down Right. And it was like this momentary recession. And, you know, everybody at the top was like, well, fuck them. You'll you'll figure it out. You know, which, which honestly, as you talk, it's like sound familiar. That's the other thing about this mm. movie. It's like you're yeah. <laughs> you're watching in 2023. You're like, uh, it's happening yep. right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like so it's like it led to this powder, literal, literal powder cake of, you know, St. Peter's Field uh, demonstration, peaceful Henry Hunt, you know, who had become a great orator or orator, literally in that like four year gap, right? Like he mm-hmm. became Henry Hunt, like, like by like 1816, right? Yeah. And great so name. like by great, great name, e- Ethan's yeah. great, great uncle. I exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, he became, he, he yeah. eventually was member of parliament. You can see a resemblance. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, famously had the white hat. That's real. That's true in real life. And mm-hmm. 
And that all comes together. It'd be hilarious like, if he made that up for the movie. It's like he just has great. a white hat. That would be yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and Rory, I love Rory, like, Rory, all that shit. I love job. like let's name it Peterloo. Like shit, like like the fact that like for everybody who went, like that's entertainment for people, right? Back in eighteen nineteen, like that's a good movie. Like Henry Hunt being a great orator is like right. is like. You gotta oh, see his, this oh, that's speak. You gotta yeah. see his fucking mm-hmm. guy. Like he, he can really yeah. rouse the rabble. You're like, oh, I'm the rabble. Mm-hmm. I want to be roused. Let's yeah. go. Like, yep. he's a rebel. You know, it's interesting. It's it's really. I love all that shit. And that's yeah. what Lee doesn't. I mean, it's. A, I mean, that that's the stuff that Lee. Well, uh, I I think and it makes opening. perfect sense why Henry Hunt is like the uh, the. I mean, for one, it makes perfect sense why he's the great great grandfather to Ethan, but also oh, yeah. like yeah. why. Uh, that's based that's our only main character but he's not no i mean i wouldn't even that long yeah like it is an ensemble movie yeah they they, they yeah. Build... but it's an ensemble unlike lee movies before it in yes. in how it's not like yeah 100%. I, I mean i mean in how it's structured but also there's just all of his uh um regulars are absent and mostly that, yeah it's just, true right. yeah it's basically it's like one of, recognized like there's two recognizable actors in the whole movie i mean let's yeah. be honest but everybody i will say great faces every yes. one of them like it thinking, is oh, yeah, it is yeah. a movie full of like just the fucking most interesting fucking mugs you've ever oh, seen absolutely. it's it's just it's and, like he plucked them out of voices. any Brit, small british town he's like you look like or, you could be and, from 200 and, years ago well this also <laughs> feels like maybe where mr turner keeps rubbing off a little bit because it's like <laughs> plucked them out of british towns and or paintings like just yes they, they look like the dozens of people that mr turner would interact with that's what i'm across saying like the movie yeah, yeah. like this is yeah. like it mm. and, and even just the way you know uh dick pope frames things like they Wait, just who? uh sorry dick poop frames okay, things yeah. they feel like shit you'd see on the wall of the national gallery or whatever right they're like they're yeah. like like you were saying before dan like these like masters right that sit there but the way just bodies are placed throughout the frame yes. whether they're sitting down standing up all, all of that stuff it feel there's like a a very you know M- mike lee for a while kind of talked about being really ambivalent about like making his movies digitally and then this you know was mm-hmm. this and then turner before it were the yeah. uh were both shot digitally mm-hmm. and so it is just a wonderful use case of like no you could still make these things have texture right and have yeah. a very like lived in quality to it that i think gets lost in people that maybe can't can't fully appreciate the things you need to do with digital photography to get there yeah. um but, but yeah, it's, I think it's there nonetheless. I mean, I think the thing that, especially with it being an ensemble movie um, that helps is that it doesn't, you know, one it's edited immaculately. So it doesn't feel like it's structured like some bullshit ensemble movie from the two thousands or something with like, you know, like with like multiple perspectives or whatever. Yeah. Right. And like maybe a lesser version of this movie. It's edited by John Gregory, who's a regular for. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he it's it's so well edited, though, because it is it does take on this kind of. This kind you know, admittedly languid pace to a degree because it but it bounces around enough between these people and you don't really know why you're looking at them all the time. It's certainly not initially right. Like when you meet Mm -hmm. them, you're like, okay, like what? Why is this important? But then when you obviously get 
to the culmination of the movie, it all just really coalesces into this like mm-hmm. really beautiful stakes building that you didn't even really know. Like sometimes when stakes are building, you know that they're building, right? And that's its own that's its own form of entertainment, obviously. Yeah. But it's almost it is- even better when it feels like a magic trick. And you're like, I don't yeah. really know how all of this fully comes together and then Mm -hmm. when you see everything explode right uh and it's insanely impressive to see something that i you know for for some like you know that in a an important event is going to culminate and it's like peterloo signifies like we are leading to peter like it doesn't there's no ambiguity of like what we're leading to it's like we're leading to a bloody event it's like it does, it's the it does feel like he's expecting you to Google it. Oh, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right, I mean? Like right. he, he wants what, you to know. Like, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I, I, it's almost as if like the Titanic wasn't a big deal. It's just like, oh, we were watching this romance and then it happens, right? Right. It's, um, yeah. I, yeah, this is fucking I crazy. Can I just, can yeah. I just like say it real quick? This is fucking crazy that this happened. I mean, it's yeah, not one of it's like crazy most... that it happened. Yeah. Because yeah, no, like definitely. we just I had no concept, not even mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit of yeah. it happened. Like there's it does that's not talked about in history class. Not right. really. What's even right. crazy? I mean, well, what's crazy about it is that nothing happened after it. I mean, right. it takes yeah. 20 years, basically. It takes 20 yeah. Years. And I think yeah. that's where you get into like, you know, the long arm of you know progress, right? Where I think Mike Lee. You know, there's it's not an easy movie, right? And I think yeah. certainly in multiple you know, ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, mm-hmm. and certainly there's no there's no winner at the end, right? I mean, I think, mm-hmm. you know, you have the kind of the book ending of the film is this, you know, young, you know, man who's a soldier. Brutal. Right. And Brutal. the kind of the beautiful, you know, very kind of interesting beginning of him basically, you know, walking off the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And of course you have that scene when the the journalists are going to report on on the incident that happened mm-hmm. and there's this immediate um uplift in the media to then signify something but then it's like what is what is the significance other than it happened is like they're going to be changing What I it. what I love about the way Lee treats every aspect of this movie. And I don't know if I don't actually fully because it does feel like he treats it with the appropriate seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like this movie is very funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. as it's unfolding, because and, and in a way that I do think he is aware of and intentionally like every faction of people in this movie at some point or another is full of shit. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. even people that are clearly in the right for asking for their rights and wanting the vote, like you can see all the little ways that pop up in which those people are full of shit, mostly because they just don't know certain things. Yeah. And yet they hear someone next to them in a crowd go here, here. And they're like, yeah. And it's like, well, you don't <laughs> do you know what you're cheering. You know for? what like, you're here, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like even yeah. if it's a good thing that you're grabbing onto, like. Exactly. It's clear yeah. that you don't have a full grasp of what this thing is, right? Yeah. And that's On not the, uh, that's not a problem, but it's just yeah. this it's this thing that he does throughout to dictate like every aspect of everybody involved at some point there is a like 
cynical as opposed to earnest nature in which they are grabbing onto a thing. And even mm -hmm. like with the journalists at the end, like they're like, yeah, like, no, we're going to call it Peterloo and we got to call it the massacre. Right. And they're right to do that. But it's also delivered with this like tinge of like that kind of like self-righteous journalism where oh, it's like, we're, you know, it's, 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 it's beautiful. Yes. And like, yeah, they're literally walking by yeah. dead bodies and yeah, right. they don't the right. 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 Be, All they see is each other. Yeah. 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 It's, um, and, and who knows if that conversation obviously took place mm -hmm. in that moment, but he's, he's not concerned with that. Serves right? the movies. It serves the yes, movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it rings true as if like, yes, this economic disparity and, um, uh, classes divide classified is is going on yet people are still living their lives you know yep. like there are still um ordinary conversations to be had between the characters that we spend little to much time with because it rings true to something like uh like meantime where you know you have the the uh the tim roth or the gary oldman characters um that are dealing with their own um their own line of work mm -hmm. Wait, or Tim lack Roth of line oldman what like those those characters that are in meantime I, oh meantime right? am i am i, oh, am I, am I, thinking I thought you literally thought you meant meantime wow like i didn't <laughs> like know meanwhile. i didn't know that movie yeah oh, yeah, yeah oh no, my that's God. my bad sorry that's sorry. my bad no, that's my um, bad i thought you were saying tim roth and gary oldman were in this movie i'm like how the fuck did i miss that so there's a deleted scene um, but, um, yeah, but it, it's, it's almost like you'll see those little moments when, um, you know, it's obviously commenting about the time of like Margaret Thatcher's reign over, over London. It's just like, you know, but you have this small little character details when they have a certain awareness of, of their poverty, but ultimately it's just, it's just so, so focused on, yeah, on those, there's those a lot kinds of people. Um, but also when to mention real fast this is i think mine and clay's first time seeing this and sure. um so we covered I, I um yeah. we mentioned whoa wait we wait well let's wait hold on hold on hold on connor you haven't seen this before i had not seen this no yeah it's this my, was, it was my this was mecca's of 2019 pulling into this. and connor yeah. and connor was just like hey that's yeah. okay interesting <laughs> yeah you, dan did you think he was gonna like this well the other thing uh, I mean, the other yeah, thing I is I, this is another, like, if just the whole slew of Amazon movies to a degree, like if I didn't get a chance to catch them in a theater, they just immediately don't exist for me as, mo mm -hmm. as movies. Right. So it's like, That's it's fair. hard. Like it took me forever to even get around to like Chirac or like, like, you know, cause mm -hmm. it's just like, they just disappear. And so yeah. I had, I had not seen it, but uh, um yeah, yeah, Dan, but I yeah. Had why don't you go it, ahead yeah. with like your first time seeing it? Did you seen it in theaters? No, no. I mean, I live in Pittsburgh. I don't okay. I'm, I'm, if if it came here, it was for a week, you know. Um, back. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um uh but I saw it whenever it was available. I was very excited. You know, I might I haven't seen all of his mm -hmm. films, obviously, but I've seen uh a lot of them. And I don't know that I've seen a bad one. I don't think I have. Um yeah. and yeah, I mean, he's just one of my, you know, one of my most, you know, if it's if it's a Lee, if it's a Spike mm -hmm. or a Mike, <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it Amazon? So I watched it on Amazon. Yeah, right. I watched it on Amazon. It took me a while to watch Chirac, actually, though I did like it when yeah. I saw it. Um, and um, 
it just kind of is one of these movies uh, that just kind of blew me away, right? He's like, by the time I got to the end of Peter Lou, I didn't really know what Peter Lou was, like we talked about. And by the end, I just was kind of like, wow, this is what like the body politic is, right? Like yeah, the, I, sure. at the end of Peter Lou, I was like, I'm not that old, but I've been around long enough. I feel like I know one thing or another thing. And like this, the rendering of this film feels to me like exactly what like the body politic is, right? Like just the idea of like, who are the gatekeepers, right? What are the weird systems they're like, you know, the weird oppressive systems that they've convinced themselves are necessary that they will like yeah. to their dying breath fight to keep, you know, true, right? Which, so like all that stuff, it's, we're saying it's funny and it is funny and it's horrible, but it's funny where it's like, they're all in that apartment building while the riot, you know, the massacre is about to ensue, yeah. you know, it's in, in, uh, about to occur. And it's like, there's a riot law they found, right? Okay, so that's the riot they're law. Like that Statler they're and Waldorf half the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. They're, and they're mm. arguing, and they're what are they arguing about? They're arguing about right their 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 bottom lines and how it'll be affected, right? And what is best to do. And they have a, basically a hero, you know, um, you know, you know, uh soldier. I don't know if he's a general, but like, you know he's been brought on they've had spies who are aware of what's been happening up in manchester right so there's an awareness and there's you know you have all these different regiments kind of ready to go and knowing henry hunt's coming you know should we arrest henry hunt no because if we do that the next gathering will be larger okay and they're having these conversations and they're idiots it's like bloviating but these are evil people right and it's like you have that and then you have yeah you have everything we said before about just kind of the rabble and it's like they don't even know why they're going some of them do some of them don't the people who go to recruit henry hunt the guy cannot be ruder to them like he does not give a shit about anybody in manchester like you know yeah. royer kinnear probably the biggest star in the film playing henry hunt great the only, performance and absolutely yeah. great like, great performance the only performance. reason henry hunt's there is to you know yes like yes he is all for progress but his main priority is for his own yeah. legend to increase mm -hmm. of course of course it is right so it's like he could give a shit about anybody in manchester he would love to not be in manchester when he gets there and they tell him the thing's been you know you know uh postponed he's incredibly mad because he has to spend he's like yeah he's like it's not worth to my life my spending it's a week so, in manchester it's, it's, it's so, so well rendered though that that whole thing because it yeah. also ultimately like he ultimately does have moments where he's like, he almost admits that he's a piece of shit, but he's like, I look, I'm in it for me, but like, I also know a thing or two about a thing or two. And these are yeah. the things you need to know, right? Like there's a level of like, he's a great, he's a great politician. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, there are just so many. Again, reflecting like now and. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's just, yeah. there's a million things. I mean, that's the thing. It's like with this movie and that's why it blew me away four years ago and yeah. watching it. I had the same thought. I was like, yeah, it's like, I don't, you know, Secret, you know, secrets and lies is kind of undeniable. I don't mm -hmm. know that I've like seen a better movie than yeah, secrets and lies. Right. It like might might be the best movie ever made. So it's like yeah. that. That's a really good movie he made. It's like it's like is... putting that to like the, just like that alone. Like you made secrets and lies. I think that gets a pass yeah, for, for like... life for me. 
Because um, I, I was going to say Peter yeah. might be my favorite of his films, but it's hard to say that because it's really like Vera Drake's great. We, I mean, mm, we, you know, yeah. there's, you know, All or Nothing, uh, Happy Go Lucky. Yeah. One that all... I haven't, All or Nothing, I actually haven't seen. Happy Go Lucky, okay. sure. Another year is another one. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, and, um, you know, Life is Sweet. I, I, my, life people, is Sweet is people my love Life is Sweet. Yeah. Favorite. So, yeah topsy turvy is amazing so it's like he's got an amazing he's got an amazing batting average even some of those tv movies um like nuts in may and navigal's party are pretty phenomenal um you know last summer we covered um another year with chris file and we i i I mean between this mr turn or another year it's just like that run of late period work is yeah just fantastic um I guess actually, you know, I grew to love Mike Lee because of this, that I never saw Peter Lou, but I saw his other movies as like, oh yeah, he's always a director I heard about. And then like, I was completely like blown away. And like, like I mentioned earlier, um, and I've seen, I've seen everything, um, maybe not all the uh, TV movies, but when, um, and I and when this this came out, I saved it because I'm like, I just want one. You know, I I didn't want because like I was watching them like pretty in like a close close time. Like I I marathoned all of them, and I guess I guess like this one is it was like like the length and like, I was unfamiliar with like the history. Um, I heard like it was you know we can get into it may, late, maybe a little later, but you know um, polarizing reception yeah i think you know, um britain you know britain reacted to i love it. mike lee yeah yeah i think you know great britain reacted to the film um there's a polarized you know reaction to it mm-hmm. there yeah i think it was mostly ignored here um yeah. you know i don't think a lot of critic circles gave it a lot of you know i think it got a lot of short shrift even by critic circles for a mike lee picture. premiered at toronto 2018 but then Amazon 2019. Yeah, I mean, it really, you know, I think, and it wasn't like Mike Lee didn't do his usual publicity. Not that he's out there like doing, you know, late night. Or sorry, he's like Venice. Venice, I think. Venice. Yeah. yeah. So I just think, you know, it's a bit of a shame. But you know, look, the whole, you know, the thing with, I suppose these, you know, when you think about from a Criterion point of view, streaming and whatnot, like. Mm-hmm. To your point, I mean, Jack, you're the, the living example. Like, why it's great that Peter Lou exists, if for no other reason than someone like you being like, oh my gosh, let me watch the rest of this guy's movies. And it's like, yeah. and then it's like, you, you're watching stuff that 20 years ago you would have had to really fight to get at your local library. And that's still an option now, but like now you can find a lot of that on Criterion. It's like, yeah. that's you know, for all the movies that remain lost and God knows that's a continuing problem like that, that's comforting. Right. And Mike Lee himself has said that, right. As much as he's against small screen for his movies, if it can be helped, he's also, he's Mm -hmm. very honest about like, they're available. And more people come up to him now about shit that no one saw in 85, like because of criteria, because of whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's like, that's important. You know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of that, um availability and appreciation goes for Mike Lee and many others of that of that generation that's like their their work is more available now than 
than it ever could be if not for um amazon limiting its its theater time but ultimately um this has a place like it's like like people can see it still right um and even at the like i sent you guys that dave pollard interview yeah and when um when you when we mentioned the streaming conversation even in in 2019, I guess when that was starting to, that was still ongoing. Want, he's like, yeah, I wonder you know, if his I'd reaction rather, would be different now. But, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it, it was something like I I would prefer people to go see it in theaters, but this is the time that we live in. Like he he, he mentioned, he was a an active like streamer user. Like it didn't seem completely like against the idea because I I think we may have mentioned this in our another year episode, but he's also just not getting the money to make movies right well he's finally he's he's finally in production on his next movie yeah kind of as we speak and i would imagine he's still in production because he can't have i can't imagine sag i mean he's presumably filming in the uk maybe i well even if he is though a lot you know a lot of big uk actors are also sad i wonder i wonder if but i wonder yeah i wonder if that affects his production i'd be curious actually to know if he's yeah. or not but you know anyway it's but, not just that and it's also like you know his famous process is like taking such amount of time which is also partially why he works with the same people because it's like that yeah. like has that rigorous um organization to layer lay out those those character details um script work um but yeah i it, it is interesting to hear him just to be very compliant with um with the streaming landscape um as he used this time I, I think in this opportunity to be like someone has to tell the story of Peter Lou mm-hmm. and I and I because Amazon gives is giving me this this budget and worked with I think the producers that he's worked with um uh on a few other occasions it's like I'm gonna be the one that to tell the story of Peter Lou. I often quote you about uh, one time we had a conversation where you said, if you see one of my films on a plane, don't watch it. <laughs> that's not the way to see my film. Well, that's partly because certainly then um, you had to do a kind of, you had to cut films down. Mm. I mean, particularly, um, and I may have said to you, this to you at that time, Topsy Turvy, which ran for just under three hours, we had to do a two hour version. And oh. they, said to, they said to me, you know, either you can do it or we'll do it. So I went with my editor into a cutting room for a morning because it was such an awful experience. We didn't mess about procrastinating about right. it. And we took out a third of the film. And then people have said to me, oh, I saw Topsy-Turvy in the plane. It was marvelous. I said, no, you didn't see Topsy-Turvy. You did mm. not see it. Watch it again, you know. But hey. And how do you feel about streaming? Look, we're living in an age, we're living in the 21st century. Um, there are everything moves on it's a very legitimate that people should and will and are going to anyway whether you like it or not watch movies in the in the home Mm -hmm. no longer is it the case that everybody that watches a movie in their house is going to watch it on a screen this size (laughs) and so that's good yeah um it's good that people can watch stuff which isn't at fixed times you know you can watch it whenever you feel like it Mm -hmm. I want people to watch my movies and indeed all movies in a cinema, on a big screen, in a, a corporate environment, you know, a, a, a communal environment, right, right, I should yeah. say. Um, and 
in a situation where you can't turn it off or decide to go to the toilet in the middle, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, I feel both those things. But I, you know, I refuse to be Luddite about it and put my head in the sand because it's not realistic. I mean, Do you I, use the streaming services? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And yeah. Do, you, do you, I mean, do you... I mean, I guess this movie is with this movie is Amazon or not? Amazon is Amazon, so it'll get a theat proper theatrical, and then have a life on streaming. Absolutely. Um, and so people finding it that way will be fine with you. What am I going to do? <laughs> That's true. I but I mean, also, do you feel like the life of these of your other movies are now getting well, extended by of, this? Yeah, because of because of DVD mm -hmm. and because of box sets and all the rest of it. I mean, there was a time, you know, I made a film called Meantime, which, you know, it sank without trace mm. completely. I don't think I've seen it, actually. There you go. <laughs> it's on Criterion, I've put it out. Um, now, uh, there used to be, it was about unemployed kids. And um, for years, I used to get letters from people saying, you know, I, I've seen an underground pirate copy of this on VHS. Mm. It's a fantastic film, it's really, etc, etc. Now, at that time, I could be forgiven for thinking it would, nobody would ever see it. Right. But it's out there. There have been several um, DVD versions, and now it's on Criterion, and people see it, you know. The whole, that whole culture is good, you know. It's positive. Look, I'm positive about all this, and there's no point. I mean, look, here's the thing. I listen, as you do, to music in my apartment. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was going to be really Luddite about it, I would be listening to music on wax cylinders, which died out <laughs> around about 1908. You yeah. know. So, or you could go to 78s if you were a little well, bit more modern. That would be a little more adventurous. <laughs> you know. Also, there's a wider range of choices. That's true. <laughs> wax cylinders. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. Um, uh, but still, a movie is a movie, and the mo cinemas, movie houses are really important. And are you encouraged by movies and the movie industry and the movie world in general right now? Are you liking how well, things are going? On the whole, I am. In, on the whole, obviously there are, you can whinge about various things. Right. But there are a lot of movies get made and actually more proportion, amongst, proportionate amongst the, all of those mm -hmm. are some not bad films. But you know, here's the thing. There's Hollywood and there's world cinema. You know, I'm part of world cinema. I'm a European filmmaker, I'm a mm -hmm. British filmmaker. Um, the diversity of what is happening in terms of filmmaking around the world, outside the Hollywood notion of movies, mm. is huge and very rich and very encouraging and very important. I think that's the thing. And do you get that more, do you think, in the UK than we do in America? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. Do you feel like you're getting enough of it at home? The option that you see enough of you have access to? Yeah. Or are you just because, is that because you're a filmmaker? Because you're Well, it's partly because I'm a filmmaker, but I mean, and, I mean, well, let's put it like this. We do in London mm -hmm. um, and in some provincial places. Uh, it's not as wide as it should be, and uh, you know, but... Uh, uh, better than it used to be. I mean, it's kind of my, one of my hopes for streaming is that we will start to have access to the world cinema, you know, much more easily than we have. Because right now, if you really want to see French films that are not in the particular group that get played in America or Indian films or any of that, 
you really have to work. It's not easy and it's not, I agree. It's not cheap. I'm with, with you know. streaming. There should be no excuse. You're right. Yeah. Well, I think it'll start to work that way, hopefully, you know, because they just constantly need so much content, theoretically. Yeah. Well, hopefully the content that they find won't be the pap that just simply fills the space, but is proper stuff, you know. So I'm kind of looking forward to pap, too. Like, I want to see the range of, like, French cinema, so much of French cinema is mediocrity, and they enjoy crappy comedies and all that stuff. We never see those in America. Okay. No matter who the filmmaker is. Um, and yet, I'm curious as to what they're, you know what I mean? I think culturally, it would be much more interesting than just having the great four dramas. Fair dues, yeah. That come out every year. I agree. And do you feel good about British cinema in particular? Are things good these yeah, days? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think my current um, complaint about a British cinema, it's great, there's stuff happening, but I'm concerned for young filmmakers. There's too much corporate thinking amongst people who back films, particularly the films of young filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know young filmmakers who are simply having problems getting off the ground because there's so much box ticking and corporate stuff and PC issues, mm -hmm. you know. I know a young filmmaker who's working with a team of guys he's worked with lots mm -hmm. and he's got a cinematographer, a guy he's worked with. And he went to a meeting and they said, why isn't your cinematographer a woman? He said, because he's a man, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. basically. So I, but more important, more um, troublesome, than worrying than that is, you know, sort of um, people falling into the Louis V. Mayer trap and starting to tamper with what the film is and whether it should have a different or a happy or a better ending and all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff, which is out of order, really well out of order. Yeah. So those would be my worries, um, given that there is now the scope to make movies and things. It's not a complete problem, but it is a partial problem, and it's one that I'm very concerned with, not for myself. How does no one stop him from casting it this way? Because, and, and I'm not saying he, sh he should have casted the way he wanted to, and he did, and that's fantastic, and that probably makes for a better movie, but at some point, I feel like someone would have to say, um, Mike, Bubby, uh, no. One well, movie star. Please. Well, no, so he's, he's, ta he's talked about this, right? So his whole career, he's walked away from way bigger budgets when an American studio has said to him, you can make whatever movie you want, but it needs to have an A-lister in it. Mm -hmm. And then him and his producer just walk. So it's yeah, just always like been... like a C-lister, I feel like. Well, you know that, what I mean? But that's what he said. I mean, his process has always been this, and he's one of these guys who like, and he like he admits it. Like he's like, you know, you mentioned Jack that David uh, Pollan interview. Like he said it elsewhere. Like he's lucky in as much as it's such a fight to get his movies made now more than ever for sure. He's still incredibly lucky that he's been able to make as many movies he's been able to make with literally no compromise i mean literally yeah. no i mean the only compromise being the money where like for example right. mr turner mm -hmm. right they finally came to a point where either you make mr turner and you don't have the scene where mr turner goes to venice as he famously mm -hmm. did in real life he famously did yeah right or you make it and he doesn't go right so they make yeah. the movie he doesn't and they don't have that scene right so still a very good movie and that was a choice obviously that you know, when push came to shove, you know, I would that's have to, a compromise, I suppose. But yeah. yeah. And I would just have to imagine, you know, 
Clay, like that conversation is still probably happening every time. It's just the difference of like Amazon probably says, hey, we'll give you 25 if one of the people in this movie is actor X, right? Who's like, you know, more of a draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Wonder. Yeah. And then just put and Jim Broadbent. Broad right, right, right. Four scenes. Like, right. Or, it, you know, if one of the people is somehow Helen Mirren, we'll give you 25 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no. And then I would like, think, okay, honestly, he'll, he'll give you I 18. Would, then. I, <laughs> so I would think it would be like, I don't know. How, no offense to Jim Broadbent. I don't know how much he moves the needle. I would think the conversation is like, can James McAvoy play Henry Hunt? Right. Mm. Like, I bet that would be the conversation, right? It's like, well, right. you know what I mean? And and that's not nothing. It's like, yeah, he could, you could like, but you know, Mike Lee is someone who's like, probably like, no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want a yeah. pretty boy playing Henry Hunt. You know, it's like, like you yeah. know, it's not even the lack of movie stars that surprised me. It's the lack of just faith. Like, it's like, you know, like, I'm surprised there isn't five actors that are on the level of like Robert Carlyle or something, where it's just For like, sure. you know, people you're like, I've seen that guy. He's a working British actor, whatever. I've seen him in 30, 40 things. I don't know his name, uh, mm-hmm. but he's in this. It's one of those things where, and I'm not, again, this is not a me judging it. It's just, mm-hmm. so, it's just a very surprising choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I and I think as compared to his other movies, it's in, in, in uh, and uh, Jackie said this earlier, like it is, it, it is different because in all of those people are in most of his other films, right? Like you, you will run into a, you know, familiar face or yeah, five. A Tim Spall and, and Allison Stead. I'd have and, to uh, wonder. I mean, like I Vera know. Drake has a million people like that. Right. So yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not common. I and think Eddie Marsden. I think it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's specifically not that in this film because of the content, right? Because, at the end of the movie, and that's like another thing that like, just in terms of effectiveness, in my memory, that P- the Peter the Massacre scene is like 20 minutes and rewatching mm-hmm. it, it's literally five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say like, in terms of violent shots, there are nine. And because it's Mike Lee and he's like a literal genius, it's so effective it, yeah. in my memory it's mm-hmm. you know 20 minutes it's right? twice because what your it's, memories it's is, so yeah, punctuated yeah. yeah the shots he chooses to keep it, in are so like so and, and stunningly su- and surprisingly mm-hmm. smaller surprisingly moments when like graphic. henry hunt is being like out like being taken out of the crowd like sure. it's like yeah, that's like sure. a little startling yeah. yeah i was also just surprised Sorry, at like ha- no no i was just saying like it's not because i agree with you it's it's appropriately horrifying but also just I was very impressed with like and I don't have a pro I wouldn't have a problem with this either way. I was just impressed that it also wasn't actually like ex- graphic at any point, really, like it, at least in terms of like there are no swaths of blood that go everywhere. Right. Like, you know, there's you see, really one nasty cut and that's it. Really, There's there's the. And there's the moment with the baby, which is absolutely horrifying. Ugh. And like, and like, like, like two I, seconds too. I, they don't go I, shoot back I, to that. They don't show a second. This is shot this is it. the wrong. This is the wrong word to use. But it's Mike Lee's a genius. It's the it's it's a beautiful moment in terms of sequencing because oh, yeah. this Amazing. woman is carrying a baby, 
And the minute you see the woman carrying the baby, you're is like, this oh, editor my. brain talking? Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Well, you're just like you're like yeah. you're like this. This woman is carrying the baby. Well, I mean, it's a potemkin, it's, you know, not to get film school. Right. Yeah, but, but it's, it's. I mean, but it's, the but the one two punch of it is incredible. In that it's a woman carrying a baby, and you know you're like, oh my god, no, the baby, and then the woman gets killed, and she falls to the ground. And she drops the baby and you just, there's like a moment where you're like, you're still, Oh no, the baby, but you feel mm-hmm. like that's it. And it's going to cut away. And like, right before it cuts away, the a horse steps on the baby. Right. And it's not again in a, from a gore standpoint, it's not and, graphic, but right. it's just all executed in this one, two, three punch of a way that you're like, that's the most hard. That's all you need. That's yeah. All no, 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 no. Yeah, it's that's not, all you it's, need. Yeah. It's, and it's absolutely bananas. It, yeah, it's very interesting. And it's a very interesting in its historical context because I did, you know, some light Googling um, where it's like the death toll has never been confirmed. People are like, right. ah, 12? No, 12. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's it, it ranges. That's one of like the one really consistent, like there was a baby and it got its head stomped in by a horse. Like that's one of the ones where we're like, we all saw that we all know that happened. And that was fucked up. So you would think that the one like kind of consistent telling of that story would have this, you know, this like, Oh no, like this, like Mm -hmm. super big lead up and it would move right. Like, you know, stay on that shot to really ruminate. No, it cuts away. And yeah. I and it's a, it's a right. brilliant choice right. because it is one of those things where it's just like it just blends into a, the other violence happening. Right. Well, that right. yeah. exactly. But also, this is not about highlighting the history book. This is not about mm. see, we did the thing, <laughs> you know that thing. Yeah, we right, did it. Right, right. It's about no. This is pure fucking carnage. Everyone, like all these people, are just getting mercilessly killed. Um, and you and you're not and you're never sure which blow is a death or, or injury blow. I think there was reports of like 600 injured. Yeah, a lot Um, more people hurt and not to diminish it, but a lot more people hurt than were killed in terms of like- But you almost can never tell like while you're watching, like, oh, that guy could bleed out. And and I mean, it illustrates what seems to be Mike Lee's point is like, does it matter? Like that doesn't matter. Like it just, like it's Mm -hmm. the fact that this thing is happening that matters, right? Like- The most blood you see the entire fucking movie is when they're all dead. And they're walking right. through the battlefield. That's the most visceral you'll see. And there's no close-ups. Yeah. It's just like, you'll just see like, oh, that's like pretty defined blood. That's the most blood you'll see is when they're like 12 of them are dead and they're on the ground. Um, it, it's it, No, I mean, it's like, he's just like, the beauty of this, him having so much power in this. It's just like, he's just making all of his choices. It's never, he never takes the easy way. I mean, there's, I mean, people have all pointed out uh, totally that there's no end card of like, and 20 years later, they found, you know, they yeah. granted democracy in Britain. Um, It's not that kind of movie and he wouldn't allow it to be. And so it is, he, it's truly is like, this is what happened and it's fucked up. Let's right. go home. That's it. That's the movie. Good. Yeah, because kind of trying to trying to capstone it in some way to sort of alleviate what it is you just saw in some capacity. Like they're sacrificial just, lambs. Like we had to yeah, have yeah. them killed so right. we can get right. democracy. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it under, that would it almost like prove a point. point yes, yeah, it undercuts yeah, yeah. his point that like this shouldn't even need to fucking happen, right? Like, um, I did want to talk about one scene two two moments in the movie and if i can quickly comment on that yeah yeah, um that that moment 
is what you would find. I'm going to bring us back now, right? Mm. That's what you'd find in the Spielberg version. I feel like, like this right, is like how Spielberg this would do a version to now, and yeah, yeah. these moments sure. are like the Wikipedia. You know, it's, he he would like, be the one that would tell you this is mm-hmm. why it's important. This is why it's important. Yes, yeah, versus yeah. allowing you to just be smart enough to mm-hmm. see why it's see, well. Yeah. Look, this, it's literally. I mean, me and Connor were joking about this, you know, recently. You know, it's the Saving Private Ryan bookend, which, which is, is just, the worst part of the movie. Well, it's yeah. just so wholly unnecessary, right? right? Yeah. Where you don't need old Matt Damon <laughs> at Arlington Cemetery. And, I, you know, it's just a misbegotten, you know, you know, it's just a misbegotten beginning and end of really a very good film. Can I, can I, can I also sidetrack for a minute? My, um, my cousin, um, who's, who's on his senior year of high school, um, was recently screened Saving Private Ryan. And when they got to that moment, he texted me, he's like, oh, that's where that gif is from. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. the old age yeah, like yeah, transition. Tr- and it's like, it's funny how it's like that scene now has like a life onto it. So yeah, iconic. It's, yeah. Yeah, no, it, but but it's a, that's a good point, Jack, just in that like, yeah, there's there's a certain version of this movie that does all those things that would serve to just undercut what's actually going on. There's a version that is maybe more graphic to be more horrifying, right? But would kind of just fall into that trap of like, well, now you're just, you're like making it graphic, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like making a spectacle out of it, right? As opposed to, there is almost like a docu-style feel, right? To to the massacre itself, almost, uh, which is- But but again, not in a not in a stylistic way, not in a way that feels put on. It Anti-stylistic. Yeah, yeah, no, it literally there's no rousing music. There's no mm-hmm. and and look, like obviously I love the films of Ridley Scott and I love the films of Steven <laughs> Spielberg. Look, yeah. there's probably a very beautiful, horrifying scene that maybe starts on the woman holding the baby, and you're like, why is the woman holding the baby important? Mm-hmm. And it just follows through, and maybe you're following her the whole time, and the whole time you're seeing horses run. Like, cinematically, there's probably a version mm-hmm. of that where you're like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah, the right. audio cuts out, and you yeah, hear yeah. horses' like, hooves. You, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you get like a Children of Men-esque oh. like, long take <laughs> right, or something. Right. Yes, and I'm not yeah, trying right. to put down any of the filmmakers I'm referencing. Like mm-hmm. there's a version of that thing that is also that's good. Awesome. Yeah. Right. And is also good yeah, that's in, awesome. it, yeah. in its own way as a movie. Yeah. Right. But there is such a respect that Mike Lee has for what's going on here that he like does not reduce it to that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the last time I spoke with you guys, we talked about Son of Saul. It's so funny. I've been I, thinking about this. The and entire I think time. I think this movie <laughs> is kind of similar in that last time we spoke, I mentioned how like that movie is like sneaky entertaining, just in a way that it is structured. Wait, we talked about Son of Saul. I kind of like blocked that out. I yeah, it's it's fine. I don't recall. Uh, yeah, no, it's dreams, just it's just structured in a way that is very gripping, very engaging, and so what you might think you might be getting out of it in terms of some kind of like a more just really dour Holocaust movie, mm-hmm. which it is is also secretly like a really amazingly yeah. built thriller right it's such an it's such um, a contradiction of a, yeah and of it's, a movie, it's, but, it's it's interesting yeah. to try and reckon yeah. reconcile those things as a viewer and i think this you know like lee doesn't that. yeah lee doesn't fall into that trap here yeah. not that it, I, I, trap is the wrong but, word because it's but not it's, but 
it's like, not what a I'm bad thinking thing inherently. Like, it's just different and important yeah. that it's different. You know, like the Ridley Scott and Spielberg versions. Like it's so funny. Like we're saying, it's like we can imagine what they would completely be because they're yeah. so. And I would still so probably, defined. I would still probably say that Ridley Scott's Peter Lou or Steven Spielberg's Peter Lou probably rules, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I would still probably watch that movie and oh, be yeah. like, yeah, this is great. But it's not the same movie. Ex exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. and that's the distinction. And I think that's where. And this is a hard thing to do, and only a filmmaker as good as Mike Lee could do it. But that's where, so the the sneaky good thriller aspect of like Son of Saul that that I mentioned, like the reason I'm bringing it up is because that's what the comedy is to this movie. It's like a sneaky, dryly funny movie, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where it almost feels like satire, right? Especially yeah. with you know, uh, like Lord Liverpool, who's the prime minister, who is just like the most comic, almost comically evil mm -hmm. person in the movie. Right. Or specifically the home secretary, Sidmouth, who he has one of my favorite. I literally laughed out loud because I was like, this is brilliant. But he like this is after uh, the Prince Regent gets the potato thrown at him. Right. And Sidmouth runs back in to the House of Commons. And I love this moment because it so encapsulates to me like everything that Mike Lee is kind of surrounding himself with when making the movie, which is like this whole movie is about bloviating. Yeah. Right. And Sidmouth runs back into the House of Commons and whatever. And he's like, I have the most important thing which is ever to be said in the history of the House of Commons. And that most important, very urgent thing is this, which is very like everyone talks about how like urgency and nobody is actually urgent. Right. Everyone just is like talking to hear themselves speak. <laughs> right. And that's what I love. Even when you see, you know some of the people who are like preparing for speeches and whatever in the lead up right they're out in like the fields and they're giving their little speeches and they're kind of like drilling almost right like for for this event it's all this it's almost it's like a rap battle almost it's like and not in like some shitty hamilton way but just like it's like structured <laughs> in a way of like these guys just being like well i can just say all these <laughs> words too Mm -hmm. In that very who can say more words exactly, and that yeah, like right. whole thing of like everything you're speaking in service of is so important, and you're right to do it, but yeah. nobody is just like getting to the thing, and uh -huh. that and that all culminates in the scene with Rory Kinnear and I forget the other actor's name, um, but it's the guy who basically comes to he's got like the beard, he's got the fucking great looking face. My he, favorite character. Yeah, and he you know movie. who I, I can't best. I can't think of the Jovial name of is the word yeah. I would use for that. But man. he comes, he comes to uh he comes to Rory Kinnear, he comes to Henry Hunt, and he basically is like Henry Hunt's like, Yeah, don't bring weapons. Like, are you out of your mind? And he's like, Well, but if they do a thing, we gotta protect ourselves. And Ernie Hunt's like, yeah, but like, if you bring things to protect themselves, they're just going to, it's a beautiful scene. Cause it's like, it's the culmination of like all the schools of thought, thought that surround. I think thing, that right? actor like, was Pierce Quigley, but I could be wrong. Um, I think that was Joe Joshua. 
Yes, I'm, it's, I'm looking. It's I'm looking at all their yeah. photos too, and yeah. like they all kind of look the yeah. same. Right, um, right, right. I'm like, trying to do the same. I feel yeah. bad. And there's also so much makeup in. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all have the Lots same. Lots of little, wigs. Yeah, same. And even same I am isn't tagging them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Um, it's well, I, I wanted to say to that that, you know, Mike Lee, writer first. You know, I think came from theater. Right. And has has a deep um a, such a deep understanding for the way that people interact in a time of confusion and mm-hmm. you know saying the things that are unsaid sure. um and one of my and I, in the uh, the life is sweet commentary says or to some degree says um the world is divided by those who do and don't have a sense of humor it's something like mm-hmm. that. And maybe that applies more so and is more contemporary films than here. But I think to some extent it is it is like that idea where like you you are seeing those that don't realize that they're being ridiculous and sort of like a confusing time. Yeah. And like how so will they move past their own their own ignorance? Like I think about the scene that the scene that could be my favorite scene, but it's it's when you have the um uh the the employee that stole his employer's coat and is brought oh, sure. forth yeah, before yeah. the judge yeah. and oh. is and has asked to take it off and so you know, is right and it's it's my you know, it's it's so this movie in in a scene or two and and really it's just like that's such a an absurd thing to do but then Mike Lee realizes the the humanity within um the 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 employee and you know what a br- fucking brilliant way to set up a char- characters and also just setting in general like mm-hmm. okay here are all these magistrates here are why they're all evil in a way but in, in a different own way very specific ways yeah. Yeah. yeah and here's the ones that are theatrical here are the ones that are straight to the book and and this is what they should have in common and this is why they must they that like they're the they're the reason why life is what it is at this point um it's brilliant character introduction but it also just tells you okay here pretty much the entire criminal justice and how it operates in like three minutes here's it here's all that's that's like what understand it yeah like what dan was saying before like it's a it does a really great job of putting this movie in a place of like yeah like that's just what the whole thing the whole goings on is just what the body politic is and the reason lee refusing not to kind of punctuate it with a this is this specific thing that this led to right is important is because that's the thing that allows you to watch this movie more in 2023 and just be like yeah still still just feels like the world like you know like it's and not that like look because there are plenty of other movies directed by like the ridley scotts and the and the steven spielbergs and whatever that do that thing that we were talking about and you, I can still watch those movies, and they feel relevant in their own way in twenty twenty three. Oh, it's Spike just like, Lee did it, right, right, right. Hmm. It just, it just feels like a little extra trust in the audience. Let's say to just be like, mm-hmm. no, like you get it, right? Like, but it's also making a statement. 
in yeah, the yeah. absence of it makes a statement. And that's what this film is all about to me is the absence of this stylistic choices making its own statement. Sure. That is Mike Lee's like totals like that. It's not like he's being untrue to himself. And that's the, like, that's the whole point. It's that he's sticking by what his artistic uh, tendencies are, but he's also trying to say something with the absence of cliches like a movie star mm -hmm. like a uh, end credit card like certain editing choices like having like i mean to me the end credit card that you mean like visa american, american express american express exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on um <laughs> I, I think the scene that reminded me the most of the massacre and I was trying to think of it because like this room really reminds because there's just such like not dullness, but just like this matter of fact, dead, stab, dead, stab, dead, stab, like mm -hmm. this complete, there's no crescendo. Yeah. It's just right. all happens and it right. happens so messily and it cuts to it. And there's just such savagery and disregard. Um, it reminds me, I think of the second to last episode of Underground Railroad by Barry Jenkins. Mm um yeah. the like, the massacre of that town because he's not like if i remember the scene correctly it's been a while but it's like he's not using the pretel score he's not like doing these real slow motions of these people getting shot or massacred it just happens and you in like each character and like it happens to these characters that you've followed for the last like two episodes and that they just die there's no ceremony they just die mm -hmm. um and it's like horrible and like gut-wrenching and like you, you're just and, and those those decisions of how to shoot and that's the thing it's like those kind of big moments in a film that really kind of makes and define like almost defines you as a director what is how are you doing this one everyone had mm -hmm. maybe like a lot of directors have their own like oh this is the big historical moment how are you doing this the big massacre like look at like right. fucking and it's a completely different context but like you know you look at spielberg's d-day and it's like right. that's right. he's trying to do something very specific with that while using his own strengths and like capitalizing on his own visual silence. And yet you know, he's, and yet there is a similarity in that, like he's not leaning on John Williams. He's not, you know what I mean? Like there's no, right. he's like, yeah, the there's no score. Like the, yeah. The he's like yeah, letting yeah, right. some using almost some of the similar. His editing like, isn't as smooth as it usually. Right. Is, so, right. Yeah. Um, um, no, that's all. That's yeah. all a great point. Like yeah. it. And it's important because it's this, it, and this is the hard, this is a hard thing to do for a movie that tries to do this. Like, like I said, like the movie is like cynically funny throughout and then punctuates with this, like a very real moment of like the, the consequence of the cynicism. Right. And, and, and I, many, many, many lesser filmmakers try to do something similar mm -hmm. and it doesn't work because most of what they would proceed it with is also like highly stylized entertainment, right? And then yeah. they would maybe punctuate it with something that's like serious and awful and whatever. And when you see that, you're like, okay, well, fuck you like a little bit, right? Like you're like, right. you're putting me in a place of like, this is a certain thing and this is the way it carries through and this is how Ooh, you should Political feel. drama. Right, right. Like mm -hmm. this is how you should feel about it, right? And then sort of like, punctuating it with a thing that kind of wags its finger for you you know you being entertained for the previous yeah, two why hours are you watching this? Ex exactly mm -hmm. and so he i think it's so carefully threaded that like it never feels like that right like everything feels organic and it all feels of a piece and the his version of 
putting a bow on it is rather than you know an end card or whatever it is the conversation with the journalists right it's the extremely cynical like you said dan like extremely crass conversation with the journalists where you're like yeah there's also the scene with the king Um, oh he which great and absolutely incredible excellent excellent scene yeah yeah. well yeah the prince i don't like it the prince regent yeah that scene yeah i don't like Um, the tone change up in that scene i just don't i don't know i it's just i i couldn't i didn't like it i don't know I, i i tried to i was like I understood like what he was trying to say. I was just like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't. Her just no. her just muttering tranquility, like yeah, it's without. Just, it's it reminded me, much. like he was stepping back into topsy turvy mode because he really yeah. heightens the performances. Yeah, in yeah. that one where it's like there's well, they're just, just literally because, living in a different world. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean yeah, that's, that's true too. Where it's like this is like you know. completely unaffected from those people. Yeah. Like they yeah, I may mean, not even yeah yeah. Um, I mean they're you know. You know, reg- yeah, regarding yeah. it with the bare minimum, you know, of you know, you couldn't even find a word to to describe how little they care about it, right? So it's yeah, just exactly. like yeah. I think yeah. I I liked it because I think context in that respect is important. Where it's like, right, absolutely, yeah. yeah I mean, nobody fucking cares. Like, right. it, cares. like yeah. you know, that's the thing, right? And I think as yeah. as we mentioned earlier it would take decades for any change to happen. And yeah. it's like, and, the, and look, there are things you can point to not to go down the rabbit hole. There are things you can point to before Peter Lou, you know, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe not a massacre like this, but there are things you can point to where, you know, this was, it was all basically, and they references in the movie, the French revolution freaked England out. Right. 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 And so all of this, Right after all that had ended as much as it ended right is what that all stems from and then um just you know not not even mentioning like like the american revolution right you know what i mean like that i mean that that alone was huge right and then the war of 1812 right where like britain tried to well, yeah, know, take it, it back and then they lose is, right it's like it a is, lot is it, going on you know it is interesting that lee doesn't explicitly call out the American Revolution, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's and granted, I think it's, they it's were different. more worried about the. I think no, the no, French no. And I, the... the French Revolution is maybe the closer actual historical comparison because it's also not an ocean away, right? Like it's like so next the, door. Yeah, right? yeah. So, like, there's, yeah. so there's, so there's, so there's that. happened like, way and, more recently, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, kings or and or royals did not get executed at the end of the American Revolution, right? Yeah. Right. And that, maybe they wanted to keep this exclusively in Manchester. Like right, no, the right. bullet was at their doorstep. Like yeah. that, like it was it was the bullet in the uh mailbox in the insider. Like the threat is there. <laughs> but it's but it what's funny about the implication of the American Revolution is just the thing of that's the one that succeeded, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I mean it, it was you know anomalous, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you can say what you want about what was achieved, obviously, but but you know in the course of history a revolution like that was you know mostly unheard of right so i think certainly that was that wide scale yeah absolutely and then well just well just that it was like like george washington didn't become king like it is insane that didn't right right like 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 it is insane 
And like, honestly, historically unheard of. Yes. I mean, in it's insane that like he won and literally they, people said to him, they're like, Hey, so you want to be King? And he, he, he turned it down. I mean, he really did. Like, that's crazy. You know, like that's crazy. And they didn't happen. murder each other either. Yeah. Too. That's I mean, also that, a thing that, that happens when there's a power vacuum and they're yeah. just like, so, so, you know, that's power. very specific. Right. And right. like, and decidedly not the French revolution as, as we know. Right. So I think there's a lot there. And I think, I don't know if we, if we, we have explicitly said this, but the thing about Manchester, right. Which is North of London, right. It's kind of, mm-hmm. you're approaching Wales, right. Wales is kind of, you know, you're getting into the Northlands, as it were. Um, um, Wales is probably more to your west, actually. But Manchester had no representation in Parliament. So mm-hmm. that's what... I guess that's where I am calling out the American Revolution. Aspect, no, absolutely. Right? And the economic... It's a, the economic yeah, it's a taxation without right, representation. Right, 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 explicitly right. so. Yeah, so that's a and good they call. Use, yeah. And they also use, like, a lot of that language when describing... Yeah, I think, right. you know, like, that... It's almost so close to your like, did they also like, and it's not like they're very specific phrases, but it's one of those things like you could easily hear that kind of phrase there and like they, that's on their signs or that they say in the streets to the American revolution. Like it's one of those things where it just seems like such similar context in a way that you're just kind of like, oh, where they don't just like flat out, but like, like we've been saying the entire time, a lesser filmmaker would do so. Probably. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's just all of a piece. It's just, you know, quite beautifully, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things. It it doesn't surprise me that it had a muted reception, I suppose, but I do think history is going to be, you know, going to be kind to it. Um, I didn't love it. So it it makes sense. Like, I I understand. I I think I really appreciate it. And Mm. like. I really liked what it was going for. And I thought the text was really there. I think all the Henry Hunt stuff is really fascinating. And just, I don't know, that idea of how the people who are right and the people who are might save us from this thing are also shitty. I, I think that will always yeah. be an interesting concept and that will always be fascinating to watch. Um, and even and- that the people who are wrong, and this is why I like the scene with the prince at the end, is that like, the you know the different factions of people that are up here fucking everything up right you know you had you get that feeling at all times now at any at any point in history right you can just be like well they're either like evil or dumb or both right Right. like Mm -hmm. you know like and i feel like the the what i love about that bit with the prince regent uh at the end and the woman muttering uh you tranquility right it's what like, I, they're just they're just dumb like but what yeah. i like but like, yeah but here's the thing what, what what in my opinion what makes this movie better than most when you talk about when you use the word evil is that nobody in this movie thinks they're evil right and i well, think right. way right. too often in film I would say ex- with the exception of Lord Liverpool, who does the prime well, minister, who does but, feel. But I mean, like even the judges who are, you know, we mentioned it before, you know, literally right. killing people because they stole a coat. Right. That's that's as God wills it. Right. I, right, mean, that, right. I mean, you know, that's a very Puritan. I mean, that you know, there is a, a blanket of of. um you know, like deniability 
or rationality, mm-hmm. right? That basically every character has, even the freaking Prince Regent, right? Where it's yeah. like, you know, he's deemed deigned by God to be there, right? right? Like, you know, who who would disagree, right? So it's like too often in these films, it's like, you know, it's like films where it's like, oh, but there's the really racist racist who like who yeah, like yeah, woke yeah. up being like, I'm gonna be very specifically hatefully racist. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but like most racists like have these rationalizations of why they're racist that like in their head are like they're right they're not bad they have no all. complexity they have no com- it's just that oh, no but it might be but here's the thing like this is what i'm talking about like there might be complexity like it's not it's not right it's like you know when you sand it down it's just hate right i'm not mm-hmm. defending this i'm just saying like what's interesting is like you know, I know I always say this. Well, you like, are a even, noted you know, <laughs> racist. Yeah, right. But like, but even as like, a noted, as a, as as a, a noted famous racist, bigot. Yeah. Famously. Like, what would she? But, but like, but, but, you know, I always would say this, like, I remember getting a conversation. It's like, you know, Mike Pence, you know, thinks he's right. Okay. Like Mike Pence does no, not absolutely. think he's a bad person. Yeah. Right. Like absolutely. Mike Pence thinks he's going to heaven. Right. He thinks, you know, and he sleeps well. Right. Like, no, so, you know, that yeah. that's the thing about a movie like Peter Lou that I think is important and probably makes it unlikable, understandably, for a lot of people. I get it. I'm just <laughs> saying it. that's important because it's like yeah. that's the way it is. Clay, like you <laughs> mentioning that, you you know, certain parts of it didn't work for you, I think. Makes sense to me because I do think. And I don't I'm not speaking for you. This is just an observation because my my wife watched part of it with me as well. And at one point mm-hmm. she went like she was like, is this good? Like as if, <laughs> as, if in a, as if in a way to ask, like, do you think this is good? Like, right. you know, because I'm, like, I la- be I'm like, this? I'm yeah. like laughing it, you know, like, or, you know, totally, whatever. She's totally. like, is this good? And I'm not even saying that. And like, I, you know, I love my wife. I think she's a very <laughs> smart person. But I do think it does illustrate the value add of a Steven Spielberg or a Ridley Scott right. who does who does know like look maybe or even like a Peter Weir right, right. who like you look at like a master and commander or a Gallipoli yeah. which might be like mm-hmm. or even I, I I'm keep adding things but like I, to me the closest comp to this movie and it's a high compliment but I think like you could program them together and it would be great is Paths of Glory Mm, um, amazing very, movie. that's okay, a but, perfect but, movie but i would say i would say that stanley kubrick has a slightly you know you know he's not always famous for being like a crowd-pleasing director but he huh. is a sneaky very entertaining director like i think the, what what makes him mm-hmm. one of the greats is that you can get you know an average moviegoer to watch one of his movies and, you know, like I could get my wife to watch Barry Lyndon and she'd be like, Oh yes, this rules. Like, you know, like, yeah. and he's, he's kind of got that. He knows how to kind of skew things that way. The shining and, has no right to be as beloved as it is, right. you know, but it's I, but I think, I think paths yeah. of glory, right. Is a similar thing to this movie in terms of like, here are the actual stakes hear the pieces of shit in rooms talking, right? It's like a very similar kind mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? That's a great comparison. Um, That's a great comparison. But, but um, it is a little bit more heightened, right? He kind of gives it a little bit more of like a knowing wink to it 
so that you know you should be laughing here and you should be right like and i don't think this movie has that because i think like i said i think lee has a greater trust in the audience right to just like mm-hmm. you can pick up on all this right like mm-hmm. you're fine right and i think yeah i think that's but i do think that could be considered the lack right like maybe some would say and maybe you would agree clay i don't know but like that maybe sometimes you do need a little bit of like some sauce on it you know and it made to, sense so why this to make one it just palatable and make it go down a little bit reception better. yeah what yeah my my issues uh with the film is so when it comes to i i think all the scenes with the magistrates are amazing and brilliant and really engaging and deliciously uh deliciously evil but dan when you were mentioning that idea of mike pence sleeps well at night mm. and that's why i and that's the love and that's the parts i love about this movie sure it's just when i i think that's why i have such a huge problem with that print scene is that it's so cartoonish to mm. a level that i just can't you've already sold me the sell and I understand it makes sense in the context, but I'm just like, I can't, after mm. all the scenes leading up to this, I, I think this is silly. And I think understand, if you saw more of him throughout, I think there's a chance. Better? Yeah. Mm. It just was whiplash, especially after the massacre. Mm. It just that kind of, and I know what the point he was trying, he was making, but I still, I was just like, eh. Um, and I think my, but the thing is, I'm, I, I just not very satiated with a lot of the character work or the laying the foundation of the side characters when it doesn't come to the ideological trading of ideas mm. when it's like the soldier and coming home and family dynamics is this that's just when i kind of tune out but when it's henry hunt debating like non-violence versus violence or whatever the fuck or like um or the family having an argument about what like optimism versus like you know like you know, uh, a me- measured optimism versus, you know, blinded optimism, those mm-hmm. kind of things. When it gets into that, like, kind of heady stuff is where I'm, like, really engaged. But when it starts doing this table setting of, like, characters, like the um, uh, the guy who hosts Henry, um, like, his, the thing, you know, like, the drawing out all these, like, oh, this is the relationship with their wives. And I'm just like, I don't care. Honestly, mm-hmm. I just, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. Right. Um, see i, I think like i think if there's like anything to add arguments and stuff when right. there's anything to add between the scenes between the heavier scenes the between scenes it's like there's other things for me to appreciate other than like what's actually being done like i can like i love the way that you know we've we've mentioned dick poop but also it's like the way that everyone is um is reacting and the way that everyone looks at each other the way that everyone is wearing their garments it's you know i'll bring it up again it's a similar idea that we discussed on our lincoln episode that you you know how that movie is making you feel on like a temperature level Mm -hmm. and i feel the same way here that it's such a sensory um driven movie like I, i i just you know even if i it's a weird thing to say out loud but like even if i get lost in what's being discussed and why is everything important i love the movie because of of um it's it's very tactile um understanding of of the way that this world is is making these is the what how this world is inhabited and all that 
Well, th- and there's, I, and I mean this as a compliment. I think this, this movie has beautiful moments of like deliberate boredom. Mm, um, right. Through right. specifically throughout like the, even more so hey, because of its runtime. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, just but yeah, it, but it's yeah. but it's but to me it is a. It comes into the editing, the direct, you know, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, right? But, but a specific mastery of like space and time that uh, like simpatico directors and editors mm-hmm. have, right? Yeah, and yeah. in the meeting scenes, right? Like I felt like I, you know, I, I grew up Catholic. Like I, there, were t- I felt like I was at church or something, or I was like mm. in jury duty to to some degree. Like <laughs> in a kind of in a way that I agree with you a little bit clay where like there are scenes where i'm like why do i care right but i do think that's the sneaky beauty of this movie it's something very different movie but it's but in terms of long run times it's something that also executes it very well it's very similar to cameron's avatar movies right <laughs> like you can watch those movies no i think they're you, the same movies you, but but <laughs> but you know what i mean in terms of like you could watch those movies and maybe there are parts that feel more languid or let's, if we're being nice, like relaxed or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, why do I care about any of this? But then by the end, when the tree's getting blown up or the fucking whale's getting stabbed or whatever, you're right. like, I care now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, yeah. and frankly, I only care as much as I do because I've been hanging out with these people right. for two yeah. hours. Right. And no. like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. it's a very, you know, not a lot of filmmakers have the confidence to do something Absolutely. like that. And I think and it's, yeah. I do. Th- I w- I would agree with you, Jack, in that those textural moments, even if they feel slow or sleepy or whatever, I, I just think they it's like a sneaky magic trick that pays yeah, off right. once once the massacre is about that to happen. Sense. You know, yeah, because I mean, through and through through um, the British television movies to, to Peter Lou, it's like. Mike Lee is commonly known as a humanist and is someone who, um, you know, can, can understand anyone's perspective. I think it's like in the, yeah, it's, it's like Cameron in that, in that sense is like kind of similar, but yeah, no, it's, that's, it's that's huge. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, and just, yeah. I, 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 I just was so struck by like the confidence to be like, look, like you can make a scene that's slow and boring Mm-hmm. and that's the point right like mm-hmm. and it's you know again it's i it feels like the antithesis of anything a ridley scott no and, and scott ha- can have those moments too sometimes you know but but it's the antithesis of anything maybe someone producing like a bigger studio version particularly mm-hmm. a producer would would want you know what i mean like like anyone with with purse strings on maybe a bigger version of this movie would be like yo this thing either needs to go or needs to be like you know this scene either needs to go or needs to be like five minutes shorter or whatever right like yeah um, yeah because i i just yeah because maybe that that is the it's it's like when we diagnose things that didn't do great at the box office at the time it's like there's not one reason but i guess with something like this um and it's i mean this is like we said it's an amazon movie it's an so it's impossible to know kind of yeah right like 
I mean, I mean it is, but it isn't. But it's like one of those things where, like, we like we can read the tea leaves a little bit and saying that this. There, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any metric that this succeeded in. Right, like you're saying, even if it was like made by somebody, sure, who maybe we don't would have given it more of a push. If yeah. it was a right. Sony Classics, yeah, yeah. focus um, features, whatever, focus right. very, right, right, right. right. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's a, it's yeah. it's a little like Mr. Turner made money. Right. Mr. Jeremy money. Yeah, that's so a big Oscar like, play, right? Yeah. You know, it's you know, you know, I don't know that you, if you're you know, it's like, hey, Mike Lee made a movie about JMW Turner, you know, it's <laughs> gonna be a hit. It's like, you know, you don't know. I feel like Timothy yeah, Spall sure. is not a star. Nobody, I mean, right. nobody yeah. outside of like Harry the people Potter. who make and listen to these podcasts know who the fuck Timothy Spall is, not in the way like, that you would care about him starring in a movie. You know, more people would know his son even at this point, right, Rafe? Yeah. You know? So, Rafe, so, yeah. so it's like, um, so that one works, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think the truth is the infrastructure kind of in the independent film market, and obviously it's changing in real time. You know, the focus features in the Sony Picture Classics, like they know how to platform a movie. That's just true. Right. Right. right? It's just true. Mm-hmm. And the Amazons and the Netflixes and whatnot, they don't, and. We did, see it happening did Amazon, every year. You know, did like, Amazon? I might be misremembering. Did Amazon make Manchester by the Sea, or did they just buy it? That feels almost. I think they, I think they, I think they bought it. No, I don't. I think because did they buy it out of Sundance, or did they? Well, maybe they did. Maybe they did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I 2016 because that would like be the an, things, that would right. be the anomaly mm-hmm. to the Amazon movie, right? Like that's like yeah. I feel like on this scale, easily the most successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The most successful venture they've had. Yeah. Uh, Oscar. Yes. Yeah. At least from like, my, like a critical yeah. and honestly cloud. from any standpoint, because like my parents saw and loved that. And like, yeah, like yeah. I saw it in theaters. Did well the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like, had a great you know? theater life. Yeah. But there was but like yeah, an he... actual theatrical release with that movie rather than the other ones mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, right. a yeah. week. Yeah, Amazon acquired distribution rights for 10 million, beating Sony Universal Lionsgate Fox at out yeah, out of the yeah, after the Sundance premiere. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it was roadside. Um right. it was a co-distributor. Interesting. And, um mm-hmm. so, but it made you know 80 million dollars, right? It was you know right. worldwide, it made a lot of money. Um and uh God, that feels insane. That's very crazy. good. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, I want to million dollars. It's a good, it's a good movie, but it is just nuts to think that that movie made yeah. eighty million that dollars. Movie, that would not happen. Well, I think to me, the thing about that movie is it's just so, it's just so damn funny. But you sure. know, it's, laugh, you know, it's funny. No, but, that it movie is, is actually it, no, it, it is, is actually no that no no it shit it's actually funny. It no but funny. it's not market no one's expecting that going in that's no no that I movie, know. Just, that movie just, as even, I made that joke there's a new Lucas Hedges and Casey Affleck there's a new even I love how, its saddest moments that movie is funny because yeah, that's yeah. his whole deal <laughs> the whole the the, yeah, the lasting image that's that has stayed in culture is him almost pulling the gun on himself sure like him pulling. That's the thing you still see on Twitter running around once in a while. Um, that's like in that and like you're right though. It's just like also like Lucas Hedges is in it, and he, you know it's like kind of sweet. And then there's a yeah. moment where you know like yeah, fucking Casey Affleck almost kills himself. Yeah, that's um, the whiplash of that movie definitely. I, we haven't covered uh, that. I, I'm surprised no one's chosen that. I'm surprised. I mean, 
Yeah. I don't know. The I don't t- think we've done Casey tough, in general. Yeah, t- tough no, one to talk about. No. I feel like. uh, it's it's just beloved. It's you know, there's it has baggage, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean it's an um, it's it's undeniable. I mean I, yeah, you know, no, it's a great movie and he's great in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. one of those. He's the yeah, best best actor winner of the decade, you know. That yeah, I mean you can't but that's like the lowest. By, by, de- by default, by that's default. Like the lowest. Yeah. By default. Even though Day Lewis is in there, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, for Lincoln, yeah, Lincoln's up there. Yeah. That Lincoln's would be the number two. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Lincoln is a great win. Yeah. Actually. Excellent win. Um if I see Rami Malik want a fucking bullet, that's for sure, right? <laughs> yeah but um there you go all right we're all we're all funny today apparently we're all making jokes <laughs> mecca how um, do we take this back to id resurgence um wait back to what well independence day resurgence is the peter oh, ID of resurgence. Our time. <laughs> it's the peter Lou like, of our time um <laughs> i just, i was like what are you talking about <laughs> Oh my That's god. Nice. That, was on TV. that was on Independence TV. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh that was on TV a couple, a couple weeks ago, obviously, for oh July gosh. 4th. It was like clearly on, it was on TNT or whatever. Does yeah. it have another movie before it? Like that's the only one. No, I think it was I think it was yeah. Yeah. Like just like there's one. no there's no movie before no, it was the first. No, it's weird that they run called the it Resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, but I remember it came on and and my wife and I had a few people over and I made, you know, like 4th of July food. I made like ribs and burgers and whatever. Cool. And um, we had been, you know, drinking throughout the day no. and deliberately and, and deliberately kind of trying to put on like not counter programming, but just not like not like the the, you know, uh, expected 4th of July movies. So we were like no Independence mm-hmm. Day. Right. Whatever. And we had just been watching a few movies with some friends throughout the day. And finally, we like just so we were like, "What's on TV?" And we saw that that was on, and it was literally like just starting. And we were all like, "Just kind of." I mean, what else do you do? That we were just kind of like, you stop rolling what you're doing. Yeah, it's on rolling we were, yeah, yeah, we were done. We were done eating. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of lit like enough that we were like, "Okay, like maybe." And literally, the movie did like just the credits. And we all just had a moment where we were like, absolutely not. We were just like yeah. immediately. <laughs> no, we were it's like, good. I just yeah, we all have can't. those moments. Like the minute like the camera goes like over the moon and you see the yeah, ship no, no. or whatever, I, we were just like, you know. I feel like uh, it's the moment you see Liam Hensworth's face. You're like, no, you know what? All right. right. Like, we were yeah, like, something's off. I, no, I think what triggered no, it too no. is one of the one of our friends that was with us had no memory of the movie appropriately, appropriately. And they were like, is this how Independence Day? She was like, this is not how Independence Day starts. And I'm like, we were like, no, 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 this is resurgence. And she was like, wait, what? And I was like, we were like, yeah, they made a second one. She's like, they they made a second one. We were like, they definitely did. And what I think what triggered it was, was like, it was, it was just such a condensed thing of like, they made a second one. Yeah. Is Will Smith in it? No. The you, why, the why, why do they make it's it? A like, yeah, actually, it's a perfect question. That's a great question. Great like, question. Yeah, who knows? Sound of reason um, there. Yeah, 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 I know. That's that's very diplomatic. It's but, truly um, one of those things like, it's, wait, we don't have to be doing this. No one's making us. Right, Let's stop. Right. Will, yeah, like, Will we, already committed we to We were like ready squad. to like, try we, and like, 
we were like ready to try and ironically watch it and then we were like no you know what we've all just watch a good movie i know i know i like have listen we have the technology yeah i love the idea that id resurgence is now having its life as the movie that people mistake independence day as like oh shoot we played the wrong movie uh yeah right right yeah 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 that's great that's great Right. comes well, after once... white house down in the fucking and right. whatever <laughs> yeah it's just like you know what let's flip channels yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wrapping yeah. up peterloo it's got to be the longest film podcast has gone on peterloo right i mean this probably has to be. I, has listen to be. hey you guys I have mean, now done the definitive I'm, podcast episode i know on peterloo. I mean, what a yeah. oh, don't say what an that. honor what a what a great honor i i mean listen listen we we say it all the time but like one of the joys of 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 formatting the pod as guest choice we wouldn't get to i didn't never pick this fucking movie <laughs> right, 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 well i mean i you know it's one of those things where we would never see or talk about the films that people are expressing interest in talking about and i mean i don't want this to come off as like congratulatory but who else would cover some of the things that people sure, sure. chose no, no one, one. Or the like if we best. did a b-side episode on mike lee yeah we would have yeah, yeah, talked yeah. about peter yeah Lee, right like yeah that would be we really live nice. that yeah. b-side yeah. life we live it we breathe <laughs> yeah. it yeah you, guys... you know you know what would be another career uh, uh b-side for for mike lee's career girls sure right because which career he, girls that, he talks about one. openly that was the movie actually to your actually jack he i think that's the movie he references where he talks about in today's day and age with streaming and DVD where he's like, people come up to me and they, they saw career girls where like, yeah, yeah. Out, I remember that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah Cause, cause great. when it came out, it was right after secrets yeah. and lies. And it was kind of that, lies. like, yeah. you know, the hangover after yeah. a big movie like secrets and lies where people were kind of like meh on career girls. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he was very proud of yeah. it. No one cared, you know, and Clay, you know, who's like, in career girls, one of his first roles ever, Andy circus. My boy. Really? Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd be. Well, he plays like Caesar that. in it, right? He plays <laughs> yeah, the absolutely. ape. Yeah, he plays the yeah. ape. Yeah. He's like... Favorite scene. Favorite um, scene. If anyone has a favorite scene from. I do. Peter I'm Will. going. I want to do it. Okay. Go ahead. All right, cool. I'm taking it. Um, So. <laughs> this is easier for me in post because I'm like, oh, Clay's first. I'll just like, you know, get your scene. Yay. Um, Henry Hunt having the confrontation with what what did we say his fucking name was big beard jolly old josh is it joshua, uh, it joshua or yeah. i mean listen yeah, like, i'm and looking he at left. the left on wikipedia and it could be joseph it could be robert like i'm i think it's joshua but it's... and um and he it's also interesting i always forget that he just left before anything went down which is kind of crazy when you think about it um but no he his argument with whether to bring guns bring arms or not mm-hmm. is it's really heated it's shot like super conservatively like there's no these crazy angles it's not like you know fucking ethan hunt and um you know in mission possible one where there's like dutch angles it, uh, the sudden. other man's eugene kittredge by the way just right, put absolutely some, put some respect I, I wanted to I, I wanted to pull it out i couldn't yeah. think of eugene yeah um it actually is but, shot like brian De, brian DePalme came in for one day and, and right, shot absolutely. Yeah. but it's kind of everything i love about movies like this um where it really gets into just like i don't know i think we should bring weapons i don't think so i think that's a bad idea mm, here's why you're wrong i actually i'm right um and on one part you're like 
it's funny if you didn't know the end of this film and like the plot summary kind of gives it away you're kind of like yeah it's probably best not to bring weapons uh, right, i feel right. like we instigate things but no he was completely right yeah absolutely and that adds a level to this uh this argument that's actually really interesting it makes you take a different perspective because every viewer i feel like wants to be like yeah no no weapons you know peace right. you know yeah, we want to be non-violent but i think it's when you kind of and especially looking back after you've seen the movie you're just like you kind of just don't really take his warning of how savage these army men are and how disgustingly evil they are and like right. how they murder children and women like it's nothing you don't really believe him when he says that not really you know they're bad but you don't think they're just gonna murder innocent women and so seeing that and but also like looking but really just hearing out those arguments um and the actors do a great job i think it's shot really well it's it's so it like the scene gets to breathe so well there's these lapses and the moments of just like oh okay maybe you're no you know what actually fuck you um it has this whole arc to it that i just really love from a film like this that's absolutely my favorite scene Joseph Johnson of the Manchester Observer. Ah, Mr. Johnson. Uh, this is Mr. Knight, Mr. Saxton and Mrs. Saxton, Secretary of the Manchester Female Reform Society. Good evening, Mr. Hunt. Madam. Welcome. How kind. Good day, sir. Mr. Hunt. Gentlemen, at last. We should like to thank you for enduring your long journey. Welcome to Manchester. I shall indeed look forward to a good night's repose in anticipation of tomorrow's exertions. Mr. Hunt. I regret to inform you that the meeting will no longer take place tomorrow. It has been postponed, Mr. Hunt, until tomorrow week, the 16th. For what reason, pray? Due to circumstances beyond our control. What circumstances? Our intention was that the meeting should consider the propriety of electing a so-called parliamentary representative for this district. Mr. Johnson, did I not stipulate that my attendance here in Manchester was conditional upon there being no mention of any such illegal election? We were not planning to hold an election, sir, merely to discuss the possibility of an election. Aye, the magistrates misunderstood our intentions, Mr. Hunt. Because, sir, it was a foolish proposition in the first place. Mr. Hunt, as you very well know, Manchester has no parliamentary representation. We do not. It's a scandal. Time is pressing. You, of all people, know that. Yes, Mr. Saxton, I am well aware that time is pressing. That is why I cannot spend one whole week of my life in Manchester. But, Mr. Hunt, thousands of people are eager to hear you speak. Then I shall leave it to you, sir, to explain to them my absence. Sir, there will be a great outcry if you do not appear. It will be carnage. Only your presence can promote tranquility and good order. Sir, please, let us conduct you to your hotel. What about you, Connor? Do you have a favourite scene? Uh, it would either be that one or... No, I just uh, took it, Connor. You yeah, can't no, take I it again. can't talk about it. Uh, God damn it. No, I mean, to that, I'll just add, yeah. And I think it's that that's like where Kinnear gets to kind of do some of his best work in the movie because, like I said before, it's like he gets to showcase that, like, he does know what he's doing, like, in his version of his job that is celebrity orator. Right. Who like doesn't actually have to deal with the consequences of like, you know, retribution from an uprising or anything like that. Right. Where like on paper, he's right. Right. You're like, yeah, don't bring weapons. Uh, but history proves him wrong, which, like you mentioned, is like the important context to take to it. 
And that's why I like that scene so much. I think the other scene that I really stuck with me is the scene where he's getting his portrait painted and yes he's it's a great scene that's a very barry linden scene also yes I, yeah, I wanna, yeah like yeah, that's yeah, a very funny yeah, scene it's a comedy, very like yeah, yeah. um and he's like trying to write but they're he's like no 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 you gotta you gotta write you, you can't hold your paper so they get like the neighbor woman who's just also there who like they keep shitting on the whole time and they like, they're like, Hey, can you just go stand there? And you know, can you just hold his papers? And she's like, just hold them. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then like the dude's wife comes in and is like, what are you doing? Like just yeah. all, all of every part of that scene contains just like these beautiful bits of human interaction that you can just see coming from a mile away. But when they happen, you're like, yeah, that's, those are all the exact things that, you know, whether it's like little microaggressions or little looks like the dude who's painting the portrait just kind of rolls his eye like it's it he's it's a game of a, thrones guy that's one of the one, one of the few people i'm like i know where you from. yeah he's he, he was he's one of the wall people right one of the, the wall nights. people absolutely yeah. what yeah, are they yeah. fucking one of the night watch the night thank watch. you the night's watch they watch the night god damn it they certainly do uh you just want yeah. to recognize actors that's all you want to do that really and do. or just the punctuation <laughs> of the death of uh i know i forget the character's name but the gentleman in the beginning because I do mm-hmm. think that's like one of the most stylistic flourishes that Mike Lee carries through the movie and just the beautiful irony that that guy survives the Lou that people remember and dies in the one that they forget, mm-hmm. you know, like I think is kind of a beautiful little moment. It's not really a scene. It's just a moment within the larger. Just, yeah. Well, this isn't but... favorite moment. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> I'll say the portrait scene was yeah. one of my favorite moments. Yeah, it's nice. great. Mr. Tuke, is this to take up much more of my time? No, Mr. Hunt. The stiller you sit, the sooner we'll be done. Arm down, please. Am I permitted to use my right arm? You may use your right arm as long as it does not impede on our progress with your left arm. May I inquire as to the nature of your speech, Mr. Hunt? It concerns the inalienable civil liberties of all free men. Does it now? My wife expresses something of an interest in attending your gathering on Monday. Will you not be attending with her? No. No one for too much talk. Mr. Hunt, please. Miss, would be so kind as to hold down my papers. Hold down papers? Top left corner. My hands are dirty. That's no matter. These are notes for myself alone. Will that be in picture? Nay, lass, that'll not be in picture. 
see. The gentleman alone. The young lady's providing me with assistance, Mrs. Johnson. Oh, I beg pardon, Mr. Hunt. Can I not get you a drink, Sam? Uh, no, thank you, my dear. Damn. Um, underrated scene. Uh, one of my favorite scenes would be I love when the mom is at the market with the little girl and they're like bartering with everybody. I just think mm -hmm. that's such a great slice of life scene and like such a great oh like just to bring it back to the beginning of the conversation, like something Mike Lee can do better than anybody, where it's like yeah. Just the lexicon being used, the acting, the dirt on their faces, you know, the lens choice keeps things close, but not too close. So it's like you're seeing every inch of the budget and probably not a penny more, you know, like just great. Like, and I just, you know, the child, you know, the, the kid, the, the kid performance is incredibly natural. Right. So it's like, you know, the mom using her as like a, you know, bait, not bait, but like, you know, Smoke and mirrors. Collateral to get yeah, the eggs yeah. and stuff. And like, I just love that scene. So yeah. that's, that's definitely what I'm... Annie, please. I can't. How many after? Half dozen. Two, four, three. Best butter pie Friday. Smile, Sarah. There. Thank you. Come on, lass. Do you have any word? No, it's now here. Sorry, lad. Um, a little like what you're mentioning that to me is classic Mike Lee to like just the 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 rhythm of it, the way that the like the, the actors are directed and um sort of the patience with it. It's when you have Nellie and Joshua in bed together and they're looking at their their little one in the crib and just talking about, you know, their their um their future together and the future in Manchester that's gonna be raised for for their um for their kid and it's just it's excellent excellent stuff um that's that's surrounded by all this um politically charged um narrative it's it's like the fact that we can have these moments fit in it's very it's very cool and it's like when the movie just like slows down and and has this like moment of 
um, of pondering where you're like, oh, right. And now like there are actually people that, that are trying to like go about their lives and raise families. It's, it's so good. It's um, yeah, it's great. And it's, it's just like that kind of evolution that you see, like where he's like sort of like slowing down the performances and like, it kind of reminds me of like moments you'll see in, in all or nothing. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, that's uh... go home, Bessie. Yes, Mrs. Johnson. Good night, Mr. Johnson. Sleep tonight. Might cool down later on. Aye. Night. Night, love. Night, father. You all right? Aye. Look at her. Little angel. Mm. I was just thinking, in 1900, she'll be 85. Will she? Aye, of course she will. She'll be a great grandma. Wishing her life away. Oh, I'm just saying. I hope it's a better world for her. Summer'll get better. Something will never change. They say there'll be a lot of folk there tomorrow. Waving their flags, banging their drums. I hope so. Good night, Mother. Night, Father. That's Peter Lou. Uh, Dan and Connor, thanks for being here, you guys. This of course. An hey, honor and a pleasure us. to have you to thanks have you guys here. Um, you guys can promote each other. Like, Macca, you'll promote. Oh, sure. Like Connor has Connor. Connor. <laughs> okay. Connor runs Dan the B Side podcast. Very good for the film stage. He wrote a really good review of uh, for Mission Impossible or on, I guess, review on Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning Part One. There you go. Uh, there you go. I was going to get on you if you didn't get that. Very good. Right. Did um, you review Haunted Mansion? I, I well, not yet. Is, not, Connor, so are you reviewing it? I am not. Uh, <laughs> no plans. No plans. So, um, listen. I, I liked your I liked your Dead Rex review, but like I can't really like I know it's support good, you any further if you right. don't review. Like, I want to know why the mansion is haunted. I'll DM like my Ethan. separate thought. See, now I have to go see Haunted Mansion just so right. I can fulfill this ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did uh, you like Ethan Hunt versus God? Did you like that movie? <laughs> I did, actually. I did, too. Uh, it was so great. I don't want to get into it here because we haven't wrapped the show yet, but I, I did like it. Yeah, um, okay. And then, so Dan has uh, Dan has a wonderful <laughs> short 
story podcast uh, called yes. Fathom mm-hmm. uh, that that I will promote uh, that everyone should check out. It is perfect little bite sized little Twilight Zoney kind of stuff. I've partake mm-hmm. partook in a in a couple of them. Uh, but we also have just a nice group of friends that have contributed as well. Um, yeah. So a couple really yeah, fun and that's episodes. At Fathom that. Stories, right? Yes, so correct. And you can find everything there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Five minute stories, you know, maybe seven minutes at most. And, you know, a couple two parters, three parters. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Um, it sort of reminds me of Vast of Night. Like that sort of. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah that's yeah. tonight yeah that guy's making a new movie actually oh cool. that guy made his money yeah uh, doing very famous story for oklahoma city thunder yeah no yeah. shit yep that's yeah. great so yeah, he that goes a unique story russell westbrook what's that fucking guy's name something patterson andrew something? patterson andrew patterson yep. right yeah. yeah interesting guy interesting guy basically did a lot of the video content for the thunder and like that's how he got mm-hmm. his like gear and shit yeah. like that. you know it's just a funny Modern- story you know, yeah. I wonder if he knows Jeff Green. I wonder if he knows Jeff. Sure, Green. he or does. Tabo Sebalosha. I'm sure maybe. he does. Or, or Andre, Andre Robertson. I was gonna say, or uh, Pache- P- P- what's his name? Pachevsky. P- Pokachevsky. Oh, yeah. Dick Poop. Pokachevsky. Poku. 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 My guy. Um, see if you let's see if you can figure out this year, bud. I don't know. You're really long, but no, coordination's he's not. not he's great. not gonna be good. That's okay. Um, yeah. but anyway. So thank you, Connor. Yes, very kind of you. And uh, yeah, thanks for having us, guys. It's great course, to talk yeah, about Peterloo. No. Yeah, and you guys, and we we can find you on the, all the typical social medias like Twitter and shit like that, and Threads. I uh, yeah. think oh, namely, namely over at Truth yeah. Social. That is not true. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Go check um, out Jim Caviezel. No, I also uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should promote Sound of Freedom. Them out now. Yeah, right? buy your seventy-five dollars. Yeah, yeah, hard to watch, but important to know about. Yeah. Go buy a ticket for someone else. Go. <laughs> I've been hearing the air conditioning has been tampered by Biden, so we'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Run, yeah. don't walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your local, um, local and cinema. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when this will be dropping, but we we're going to be taking. It's out our, not this weekend, but next weekend. So relatively soon, we'll be taking our hiatus. From the B side, like our mid-season hiatus that we do, mm-hmm. we'll be doing some audience choice episodes, or like uh, polls for for future episodes uh, for some audience choice stuff. So Walton Goggins, people do can, it. Uh, we're kind of circling the drain on Goggins because we did Billy Bob and uh, we did Kathy Bates, so we're like right mm-hmm. in that pocket of uh, do it. Maybe after we do, uh, no, now I lost it. The joke isn't funny. Uh, yeah. Like Paul Walter Hauser or something. Right. Uh, no, <laughs> but um, but yeah, we we just recorded some stuff you can listen to there. Um, we did a great episode with Blake Howard on the B sides of Russell Crowe. Great, epi- uh, you guys, seriously, great episode. Thank that you, was, thank you. you. That's Blake's. Yeah, Blake's yeah, always yeah. very that was very fun to talk to. Yeah. Ozzy. Uh, and then we did an episode on Orlando Bloom with Roxana, with Roxana, uh, which BMV legend, which is basically not, you know, it's it's an excuse for us to just talk about the Kingdom of Heaven director's cut, which is a masterpiece, so. <laughs> and that TV show, yes, uh, Carnival like, Row, Carnival yeah. Row, I mean, that could have been like made a little, up. I was like, oh my yeah, god, get a little Cara Delevingne, 
get a yeah, little Cara Delevingne, carnival yeah. row yeah. for your money. So you can yeah. listen to that just in time for Gran Turismo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This summer, I suppose. Um, you know, speaking of the Russell Crowe B side, I referenced that in our, our recent Man of Steel episode. Oh, thank you. And at the end, I play that Marlon Brando song <laughs> at the end of the episode. And I was like, this, I need a way to fit this in. And, um, no, that was, that was like, what a pull where it's like, yeah, you know, when we had like, he wanted to be like Marlon Brando. He wanted to be like Marlon Brando. Do you talk like, about the Chlamydia Award he did for John Oliver? Did you talk about that? No, <laughs> we did not. No, the uh, Koala Chlamydia Award. You guys know about that? Oh, wait, have crow? a fun crow did it mm-hmm. he made he 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 donated to a climat uh, uh um a koala committee award uh chlamydia award and uh put it in john oliver's name oh, i feel like i saw that i don't know though. it's a fun it's think. a fun yeah. day do some googling yeah. you'll you'll yeah. you'll, 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 have Google. you'll have a Google. not hard to find no, no um i can be found on twitter at jack a draper and on instagram jack Andrew draper um jack a draper on Letterbox threads Jack Intertraper. I think that's everything. <laughs> I don't know if I'm promoting uh, this threads. movie. I have Twitter is... has to die for me to promote threads anymore. Right. We need this to be like the lot the flat it's like Twitter's flatlining in order to yeah, that's a good roll. Um this movie is as as famously as its as its home is, it's on Amazon Prime. Um uh next episode we are joined by uh, Emmy Potter and Carrie Whitmer for 2018's overlooked romantic comedy, Destination Wedding. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice movie. It mm-hmm. is a nice movie. For continuing, continuing double, double date, date month. month. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We did it. Everyone follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and, and Letterboxd. Follow me on Instagram at Birds of Clay 99. You could follow us a podcast account at ETT Pod. You can send us an email at exitinthe2010s.gmail.com. Please remember, rate, review, subscribe. Run up someone in the middle of the street. Get them to yeah, get in an argument with them about, you know, politics, democracy, and say, hey, actually, go listen to Exiting Through 2010s and then run away. And the beast. Um, yeah, sure, that too. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, and yeah, support your union, support Oh yeah, we should say this is, this is our first episode after the SAG strike, you know. We support, you know, should say. Support yeah. all unions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just be good to yourself, stay vigilant, mm-hmm. stay safe, and as always, we'll catch you next time on Exiting for the 2010.